Alrighty, Joel Radio's back with you. How you doing? The final podcast, Joel Radio of 2020. Isn't that nice? <laughs> 2020's ending, which is good news for everybody, I guess. Although, let's be honest, the world does, is not aware <laughs> that the calendar is flipping. To assume that 2021 will be better may be a mistake. It may be a folly that we all fall into. I'm Joel Fragameni. Good to talk to you today for the last show of 2020. Probably a year that I've done the least podcasting that I've done in 15 years. Since I started the show with Corey Hall back in 2005, I uh, think I've done more podcasts every other year. It's been such a strange thing with COVID and the election. And look, there's topics that I have not wanted to uh, <laughs> not wanted to bring up here on the show. Uh, and, you know, the lack of guests and, of course, bringing guests in that, you know, I brought guests in later. <laughs> some of those guests came down with COVID having nothing to do with me. But, you know, that's scary for me having people over to do this. So we're going to do a little bit today. I'm going to uh, you're going to hear Layla, my girlfriend, Layla. A lot of you big Layla fans, apparently, after appearing on the podcast in the last well, certainly in the early days of the pandemic, she was on all the time and uh, I think did the last one with me where we talked to, but she's going to do the movies and TV. We've been watching a lot of stuff. It was big holiday movies that they released on streaming services like Wonder Woman 1984 and Soul on Disney Plus. And we watched those and lots more stuff. And we will tell you all about it later. But for right now, I think we're going to talk to a guy. Well, I'm going to let me preface this. What are we going to talk about with this fella that I get on the phone? Well, since the last podcast where I talked about having uh, the first shot of uh, the COVID-19 vaccine, I uh, have now had my second shot of the COVID-19 vaccine, at least what I believe is a COVID-19 vaccine based upon my uh, based upon my uh, uh you know, the, the odds that they tell you it's 66 percent. Get it. I told you I had side effects before. I had kind of similar, but not as bad side effects this time. And we're going to get all into that with the guy who we talked to in the early days of the pandemic and a guy that I've talked to over the years all the time. He's uh, an author. He's uh, you know, I watched this guy on an episode of 2020 talking about some murder in Florida. It was great. So he's one of my favorites, and uh, Steve Miller wrote the book Juggalo. Oh, I forget what the tagline is, but Insane Clown Posse in the World They Created, I think is the name of it, but an excellent book. Also, Detroit Rock City, the history of the oral history of Detroit rock and roll, was written by Steve Miller, and uh, he did a great job with that. He's written books about the Ramones, all kinds of stuff. He's one of my favorite guys. I'm going to make sure he can hear me. We'll see if he picks up. I do believe he will. I did my diligence as a radio podcast host. Hey, y'all set up? Well, I think so. We're on. This is the oh, podcast. We're... Come on. 
Oh, man. <laughs> Come oh, on. What do you want? Oh, you okay, want... sorry, man. Let's do a bunch of preamble, boring. The... Come on. We're you... live. I forget how professional <laughs> I, I, I'm not making a job, but I was, I was just saying, I'm, you know, I said, I wonder if he'll pick up and I've credit. I've done my due diligence as a broadcaster, I said. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you prepared me fine. Now, yeah. Can you hear me okay? Or you you sound okay? fantastic. Yeah, I hope okay. I may right. be a little muffled, but don't sweat that. Uh, no, well, you're muffled because you're probably suffering from that vaccine. <laughs> yes, I've... Uh... <laughs> I apparently, if, oh. you, if you listen to people, I have microchips in me now, and I can be tracked. It's unbelievable. It really is. Yeah. So it, wasn't it? Wasn't it Bill Gates that the one that, that put this? Oh, this, uh, sure, Bill Gates. Yeah, that's yeah. Because yeah, yeah. those Windows PCs work so well that <laughs> <Right>. you know. <laughs> it's the guy that builds a lot. Builds a lousy operating system and can yeah. infiltrate your mind. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, I, I'm not above being tracked. What am I going to tell? Look, if you want to know what's tracking us, our fucking phones are tracking us anyway. So uh, I don't know. Well, why. we yeah, real bad. You know, I wrote a story about that earlier this year for real investigations about how the universities now are using. Um, they've always used surveillance of kids, but with this uh, with the virus, they've been able to uh, take exceptional liberties. Okay, you know, and yeah. you know, making them do all kinds of you know kids you have to get tested if you don't mm-hmm. get tested they come and get you wow i said well, what happens when they come and get you and the the the, uh, the the bureaucrat i forget who it was now and she said well yeah i, I don't know what happens after that <laughs> like, I'm thinking, Man, this is a terrible scenario but uh anyway yeah that's, well that's, we're, we're we're coming for you and when we get you we're gonna do yeah. something we don't we're know what it is but yeah. yeah but you don't want to know yeah you know? Like, okay all right yeah so I, I think it's interesting to have you on today because we talked i know probably on this show anyway very early in the pandemic, like in the first we couple did. weeks of it, we talked. We did, yeah. And now I feel like maybe this is sort of the beginning of the end or the let's end of so, the first man. phase. Yeah, let's hope, yeah. Let's hope so. You, you know, I, was just, I just walked by or actually drove by first and I came back to see it. Yeah. Uh, a group of elderly people standing mm-hmm. outside a, uh, uh, the public health uh, mm-hmm. office uh, in this little town that I'm in. And uh, they were they were standing in line with their walkers. They were in their wheelchairs. They had people helping them out of their vehicles wow. to uh, to get the to get the vaccine. That's awesome. And you know, I thought I thought of sliding in there. You know, I'm like, <laughs> you know, I, I don't have my I didn't have my mask or anything with me. I'm yeah. Like, hey, where's your mask, buddy? I'm like, that's the problem. Yeah. I got to get this vaccine. I can't find a mask to save my life. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's awesome to hear. And I I sort yeah. of. Now that I know, you know, I was in a clinical trial and I, I talked about that before on the no, show and no. I'll, I'll go through that again. So there's a chance I didn't get the actual vaccine. There's uh, Sounds like slim. But yeah, I feel like I did. Like I said, uh, I had the symptoms last time of, you know, achiness and being tired and I had a little bit of that, but it was not as bad. And, you know, I'm literally 48 hours ago. I had the second shot. So wow. yeah, and I'm I'm feeling now, pretty good. So how long before you would have uh, have the the desired immunity um, that they claim that what it would take? You know, they yeah. say it takes effect. How long do you know? Seven to ten days after the second shot. Okay, so probably right. in a week from today, next Wednesday, I would have it. Man, I'll tell you what. Uh, did, did, now, did, you don't get the card, right? That a lot of people are going to ask for. No, and I I did talk to the doctor. 
I didn't even see the doctor the second time. The second uh, appointment was so much easier in terms of this clinical trial because I didn't have to sign 26 pages of stuff and all that. So I went in, they took my blood work, and then they gave me the shot. Um, but basically, I brought up, you know, hey, if I, how can I prove that I've been vaccinated? He said, well, you won't know. And I said, well, that seems weird because I'm donating, I'm I'm you know, stepping up to volunteer. And he said what he believes will happen, and I believe Pfizer did this with theirs, is they said if you were given a placebo as part of the clinical trial, that they will inform you, and then you can jump the line to get the actual vaccine. Beautiful, beautiful. And so if that happens, I'm fine with that. So maybe I'm not completely immune from this, you know, at this point or even next week. Um, But, you know, there's stuff like I haven't gotten a professional haircut. Oh, and listen, you're going to be free to do that. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's a and, thing I'll do. And, and imagine, you know, the, the, the barber, you know, the, your, the, the person cutting your hair is going to feel at ease. Yeah, well, I would hope. Right? Yeah, you I don't hope. need to, you know, these but masks, yeah, I, you don't need to worry about any of this stuff. So I, that's great. Yeah, but, but going back to can I prove it and do I have a card, he also said that I can leave this clinical trial whenever I want yeah. and go out and get whatever vaccine is out there. If it's sure. publicly available and I say, look, I need this because I got a fly and they're requiring it, just go out and get the vaccine. He said there's no real risk in taking another vaccine. He said it won't be necessary if you've had a vaccine to take another one, but you can take another one safely. Oh, that's does that seem does that seem dubious that, that statement? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I don't All know. Right. I don't know. But part I don't of know if I want to get loaded up with Well, here's the thing that I felt about the second shot and why maybe it didn't hit me as much is if you think about it, well, if I've had this shot and it was new to my body and had to get acclimated and had that whole immune response, well, it should be a lesser immune response the second time. And then I feel like if I got another vaccine, that really shouldn't affect me either because I've already had the immune response. Okay. Okay. That's, that's, you know, that's me telling you, not anyone else. Yeah. Joel yeah. Fragmenti, comedian, sometimes <laughs> clown, if you want to take my medical advice. but uh, Part-time doctor. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I can do that. I'm willing. Sure, sure. At the, at the gathering of the juggalo, sometimes I have to do a little medicine <laughs> well, the, there. You know, I heard there are going to be a given vaccines at the gathering. <laughs> well, you know, I've seen the meme where it says, you know, if you've been to the gathering of the juggalos, you don't have to worry about coronavirus. <laughs> That's perfect, man. That's perfect. And well, I think I've been to 17 of those, so. <laughs> well, you you didn't even need to get in this trial. Well, maybe yeah, not. No, it's, it's such a cool thing, man. Now, now, did you already talk about your uh, your conversation with uh, documentarians? Uh, no, I, I I guess I should bring that up. I talked to some people today. Now, do you know who they were? Would they they say, "Well, here's the uh, well, this production company"? I I don't. I I probably have it somewhere. My belief is that um, it was an advertising agency actually who I talked to. Did they ask for a release? Uh, no, but <laughs> so I know somebody that Hang works with these people and they said, <laughs> well, here's the thing. And see, they'll probably listen to this and then I'll just, but who cares? Yeah. Well, I did all this and I told the story. I told the story about why I got the vaccine and, great you know, story. I wanted to get the vaccine partially because my dad is 75. He's a cancer survivor. It's he has great. dementia. I don't want him to get ill. And I felt like I was even tearing up a little bit while I was doing this interview, Steve. And, sure, you sure. Know, and this is, you know, being understandable. Yeah. And it's on my webcam and stuff. And then so I told all these stories and about 30 minutes and they said it was good. And then I had to read statements that they told me to read. 
So you does that sound fishy to you? Yeah, it sounds really fishy to me. And I've, you know, you know, the first thing somebody when somebody asks tells me tells me to read something, that's uh, my first answer is you, nah. Why? Well, thanks I, anyway. I I, I wrote I wrote down what they told me to say, and I could tell you and tell everyone right now. Well, yeah, let's let's have okay. It. I, I was um, my here's so they gave me these and they said say these multiple times and these people were very nice and I'm not trying to shit on them and and you know all of the sure, questions sure. I answered honestly but these particular lines they they had me write down and recite so this is what I said my name sure. is Joel and this is the real story of the COVID nineteen vaccine that was one of them not too bad right not too no not no. too fishy right okay no let's it it, 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 it it goes on from there. My name is Joel, and I. Oh, I'm trying to read my own writing, and I believe, and I believe never. Oh shit! I can't read my. My name is Joel, and I believe science. It was never sacrificed. Is that what it says? I believe science, <laughs> but isn't that? But okay, let's. It, it it sounds it okay. does sound odd. Right, I'm going to give you the like next one, and here's yeah. the next one. My name is Joel, yeah. and I believe the industry is made for this. Okay. Eh. Yeah, I don't eh. know. You know, I, I hate to say this, and I mean that to me under any other conditions would be fishy. Yeah, but for God's sake, man, well, we got we got a vaccine, and we can end this thing. And okay? but my feeling is, and even as I'm writing these down, I'm going, you know, these are not my words. Yeah, yeah, these are not. Yeah. I mean, if if you know, if they said, "Hey, I'm say my name is Joel and I got the vaccine," well, that's true at least. These right. things are not exactly true. I don't know. My feeling is, and, and she, they sort of mentioned this. The lady that was interviewing me was this yeah. was going to be like a ninety second thing. So I don't know if this is. My guess is there's some agency that's trying to create like a reel or a sizzle yeah. or something. It, you know, yeah, and that's what I'm guessing. And, you know, also in that paperwork you said you signed the first time, yeah. there may have been releases that would allow them to use your name and, you know, even even for public dissemination. Yeah, I don't, you know, it's fine. I, I'm, I'm, you know, they Absolutely. were, they were yeah. nice enough and I told my story and, you know, awesome. they, they liked what I said and, you know, whatever. Um, I think I think they need to do more, you know, public service, you know, more of these public uh, announcements and saying, listen, this is good. We should get this going. Well, you know, you could get all kinds of people doing that. Let's get and, this moving. And I'm at a Here's what I'm saying for me. And I'm using this platform, the podcast, which certainly doesn't have the reach of a lot of things. But I will go on anywhere and tell my story of this vaccine. Uh, and I will publicly, and even if you think it's bullshit and you want to talk to me about it, I'll go on and tell you why it's not bullshit. At least have a conversation. And, I, and, I'm always interested. And, in and, and I feel like there's not enough of that. And I feel like the newspaper articles that I read, you know, even before I got my shots were, oh, well, that second shot's a real, you know, you're going to want to, you know, it did not feel good and all this stuff. Now they've given out two million of these. And yeah, there's a, occasionally, you know, of course, you know, They're somebody had a uh, somebody pa lady fainted. I saw that yes. on TV. But, yes. you know, two million people have had this. Nobody's died from it, as far as I've heard. Uh, most no. people aren't even saying what I'm saying, where it's like, well, the next day I needed to lay down. Now, granted, I'm getting I'm not getting the vaccine that they're giving out right now. But, you know, I, I mean, it's ridiculous that there's not more people just going, I had this thing and it was fine and it's nothing to worry about. And I, I, 
I have to wonder if the media doesn't like that story. Well, I don't think you know? it's it's very clickable to say, got the shot, yeah. I feel fine. Yeah, they yeah. don't want they don't yeah. want that. They'd like to see. I mean, look, they made uh, media's made a built a bundle on this, yeah. and they'd like to keep the panic going, man. And, that's, and uh, that serves their purpose. And I think it's interesting to say I got the vaccine when no one had the vaccine, but it's it's literal. And even for me, I know because I had it before it was out. You know, like it's not interesting for me to say, oh, I got the. You know, people are going to say, okay, I got the vaccine. Who cares? And that's well, great. And I think we should get there. I hope we do get there where people go, yeah, I got the vaccine. Who cares? You know, it's like yeah, a flu I shot. I got too. a flu shot. Yeah. No big deal. You know, you get it. Yeah. You... Are you are you kidding? I'm wondering, like, I'm trying to figure out how I can get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, well, I'm not, I don't fit the age profile. I don't fit the health profile or anything like that. I, so I, should, I wanted to do what you did. I wanted to be. Well, a, I've, I signed up for a couple, you know, but I never got called. Well, they didn't. Uh, you know, it took me a while before anybody got back to me. And then it was like in the same week. Yeah. Two of yeah. these groups, two of these hospitals got a hold of me the same week, and I ended up going with the one that just scheduled me. Um, sure. and so that was her. But I was, when I was filling these things out, they were like, you know, we're looking for people with underlying conditions and people of color and yeah. older people. Yeah. And I, I said, well, I'm not any of those. I, I, you know, yeah, you're just a plain old honky, man. I'm just what's a what's fat, funny? chubby white guy. And, uh, you know, I. <laughs> And I say that as a guy who wasn't a chubby white guy three years ago, but hey, yeah, you're, you're, yeah, yeah. welcome you're to the ex, pandemic. Ex, you're an ex-thin guy, you know? I would say that's been, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, people could see me in this documentary and go, I don't want the vaccine. It makes you gain 30 pounds because they haven't seen me in a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's could okay. be a they thing. Could, that's okay. They could take up smoking. It'll like yeah. the pounds, drop the pounds. But um, people but need the, to get this, man. Yeah. No, no. So now, wait a minute. On the documentary, are they do they will they shoot you, too? Like they're going to see you on they well, they said to me, they said, well, we're going to do this chat and here's a link to some software. So I installed that probably just tracking me another way. Uh, so I installed this sure, software, sure. which looked like Zoom or any of those. It was called something else. And then um, they said, well, you need to do a local recording. Now, I'm pretty technically astute and i said well yeah. i can't use my camera for a local recording if i'm in a chat it doesn't work in windows they the drivers are being used by one program or whatever okay. so i set up a two computer array steve to record wow. myself they've got to love you man. with with the thing and the thing and then they said and i explained to them i said well i have two computers and i know you like this shot but what i'm going to do is i'm going to hop on this other computer i'll open up that window and i'll record from this and they said you know what we'll just record this uh, chat and we'll be fine <laughs> oh for god's sake can't they come i mean why they, i guess they can they don't want to shoot you i don't they know. can come over and shoot you oh, for god's sake you got the you've got i the, should uh, yeah i should vaccine. but i don't know god, what, I, could, I don't know what they got yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> Well, it doesn't matter because you got the vaccine. I know. Well, look, just think when we all get the vaccine, Steve, we will all get to get together in whatever forum, arena, bar we want to. Absolutely. And without masks, give each other every other disease known to man. That'll be a great day. You know that's going to happen. You know. And you know what's going to be pissing everybody off is like, fuck, we finally got together. I got sick as shit. Of course you did. You haven't been out in ages. You're going to get something else now. 
you won't get the virus, of course. Yeah. But you're going to get some other crappy thing mm-hmm. that's going to lay you up for a couple of weeks. Probably. You know, but, uh, but, well, that's all right. You know, but when, I'm, I'm with you, though. I mean, we're, we're all going to get together pretty quick, I think. Yeah. So, but when you, you think know. pre-virus, when that stuff would happen, you know, how many people, you've been on a long plane flight or you went on vacation oh, or you know, yes. and you come home and you're ill for a week, you know, yes. the, the gathering, you know, that you've been to. People call it the gathering flu. You're sick it, for a week after that fucking thing. Sure. And sure. it's because you were around all those people and you, you know, you, the you know, you, you didn't have access to good showers and the whole thing. So you're ill. Yeah. You just wore yeah. yourself down and that's going to yeah. happen. That's going to happen. It's all right. We're just human beings. You know, we're yeah. just trying to get by. This was a, this was a novel. So, you know, it's a, it's a bump, but uh, it was, it's quite an ugly bump, but, yeah. uh, uh, but boy, it's just, I'm just happy for you that you got this, uh, yeah, that you, you did this for everybody. And thanks so much. Man. And, and I think that, you know, anybody that says they want the world to go back to the way it used to be and that says, yeah, but I'm not taking that shot. Well then that's, uh, what the fuck are but, you doing? But, but at the same time though, um, we don't care. You know, I mean, I, I say this about the flu shot, too. Mm. I say, look, you don't have to get the flu shot. It's not my fucking problem. Yeah. But, you know, it's going to be your problem if you get the flu, believe me. Yeah. And it's the same thing with this. It's not my problem if you don't want to get the, uh, the, the COVID mm-hmm. shot. But it's going to be your problem when you get the COVID. Well, you know? I would like to say, hey, when, when it's available, when anyone can go down to the corner drugstore and get a COVID yeah. shot or go to the doctor, that yeah. there's no reason to lock down. I would like the world to work this way, but it's not, and I'll explain why. But I would like it to be like, it's available, whoever wants it can get it, yeah. and we can have concerts at stadiums again, and we can do sure. this again. But I think there will be a public health thing where they say that's not possible because we don't have enough percentage of people that have gotten it. You think and, they're going to try that kind of crap? I, I, you that'd know be, what? I just, that'd be amazing. That would be. Is there a point where people will say, fuck you? Come on. That's ridiculous. Or or you make it a mandate, which does not feel really great either to me to say you got to have a piece of paper to fly in a plane or go to a concert or eat at a restaurant. I don't think people are going to go for that either. So I don't mind. I don't know. Do you mind that? I don't mind, you know, getting on flying free. Look, I got to show my ID when I get on an airplane anyway. Yeah. It seems like, especially when they're saying, this will be tied to some online presence. Like that's sort of what the articles I'm reading is. Well, we'll work with Google and Apple to make sure that you can get. Oh, that's a that problem. that scares yeah. people. You know. Yeah, that should scare people. I can see that. But I mean, if if, if you if they try to pull that, mm-hmm. oh, I know you got the the uh, vaccine. We got the vaccine and everything, but not enough people got it. Well, bullshit. Who cares? We got it. Yeah. We're the ones that are, you know, I mean, that's their problem. Yeah. They want to be, you know, I, boy, I'll tell you what, there's going to be, that would have some repercussions. I think. Yeah. I, I just don't know. I think that's three different scenarios. Like you man, you know, you, it's out there. Mm-hmm. And so we're letting people do what they used to do. And if people choose not to get it, we don't make them get it. Or we make them get it and or we just say we got to just lock down and these things are going to go away because we can't trust that society is going to be responsible. I think uh, I mean, you could do that in the U.S. I think we'd probably get on planes and go to another country. I think there'd people be people that say, well, that's that. You know, there may be states that will probably, as we're seeing, states that are open. You can go to Florida and you could pretty much, you know, be sure that you're going to be able to enjoy yourself, enjoy your life like you did before. Yeah, it's because they aren't crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Well, (laughs) you got to get it. And, and, you know, one guy 
you know, I put up a thing yesterday. Hey, I got my M on Facebook, got my second shot, and I'm feeling okay, and that was pretty much it. And then, you know, some asshole today, guy I, I like personally, but is kind of known for being very right-wing and very politically conservative, goes, this is not for me. 98.5% of the people don't die from it. I'm not getting no. it. And he's okay. missing the whole point. No, he is missing the point. And I do get that. And by the way, I don't think, I mean, maybe it is just the conservatives that say they're not going to get it. I don't, I don't know about that. I've heard all stripes of saying, yeah. fuck that. But, um, but I, this shouldn't be just a conservative thing. I don't think no, it is, no. but, but I think he's right. He's right. And I, and I've heard people say that too. I'll take my chances with the, uh, uh, with, with the virus. Yeah. And I think that's a prerogative, man. You know, well, I'm not gonna. Fuck, I don't I want to get the virus. I mean, yeah. I want to get the vaccine. Well, I think it's, it's cool. But the not it's not just that you're going to get it, but the chances that you can spread it. And that's why we have vaccines. Sure. Is to Absolutely. protect everybody else. It protects it's the right thing to do for society well, and, and uh, but again, he's going to spread it. He's not going to spread it to me. I've been vaccinated. I'm going to yeah. keep getting the booster, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, but I just you know, it's the, it's a wrong take and hopefully, you know, I think the thing is as much as maybe I'm even a little bit guilty of this, is to just at this point not sensationalize the vaccine other than just get it. It's you're going to be fine. Oh, what's it going to make you feel? It's going to make you feel like you had a vaccine. Yeah, that's and, right. And that's, I mean, you get. Yeah. 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 I, I, no, I, I'm with you. I just think they need to do as much of a, a, a campaign to advertise its safety as they've done to advertise the death, the death throes of Corona, which yeah. is obviously it's true. 98.5% yeah. people don't have a 98.5% of people don't die. Yeah. And, and remember this right now, as we speak about 90, about 4% of Americans currently have tested positive yeah. for, I mean, have the, you know, mm. overall, what do we say? 95% of Americans never tested positive so far. Yeah. So, yeah, but you I know, mean, really, you know, one in a thousand die from it. That's scary. Yeah, I mean, one in a right. thousand die of a lot. Though, yeah, but yeah, it's still it's. I just feel like people that don't want it. You know, there's always. You know what the thing, Steve, is that you know the guy who's going to say no to it. You know that yeah, guy I, because you know the guy, and like this guy was on my. By the way, I deleted that idiot's comment because it's like not his shit to. Yeah, come on, mind. But but you know, you, it's like you know the people. Oh, I know you. Yeah, you voted for Trump. You wear a red hat around. Okay. Yeah, you're not going to get the shot, right? No, I'm not getting the shot. Like it's not predict. It, it is the most predictable thing in the world. The people that aren't going to get the shot. I suppose maybe maybe it is. I it guess. is. It's, it's kind of like when I see somebody driving down the road with their mask on. I go, Hey, you don't need the Biden bumper <laughs> sticker. I know who you voted for. Pal. You know. Yeah, it's, and it's just and and but why is that? Why why are we that? Why is our society so binary in this way? Why are we so, you know? Well, because I think this is a political virus, oh. you know? Well, it happened in an election year, which was that probably the help, worst thing of all time. Yeah, I think you're right. To help it didn't the, help to, at all. Yeah. Of no, all no, the that's years. A great point. That's a, that's yeah. Uh, yeah. That's probably why it is such a political virus. But um, but for God's sake, the, the, the vaccine certainly shouldn't be political. Yeah, it shouldn't be. And, and, you know, if this thing was risky, I, I would say, OK, this is, you know, I could look at this as a personal freedom thing and say, do what you want. And, hey, if you don't want to get it, that's OK. But yeah. I, I don't see it as that. I see it as a health issue. And as a health sure. issue, we got to get it. You know, you got shots when you were a kid that sure. you never consented to. 
and right. you got them, and it made you healthy, and it helped you live past. That's right. A that's right. Age. No, I'm, I, that's a great rationale, by the way, too. That's a, that's a really. And remember, and I, again, I keep saying, why don't we? We've got to have more of a campaign, yeah. uh, break off some money, ever some public advertising money, just like we did for seatbelts, mm-hmm. right? I mean, come on, yeah. we, we have anti-drunk driving things. Don't drive drunk. Okay, yeah. well, go get a vaccine, man. It's going to yeah. be all right. All it's going to be safe. It's you know. And all of those but, issues very similar to this, I think. Seatbelts, sure. motorcycle sure. helmets, all of that stuff. Sure, um, sure. You know, kind of the same argument you can make. And, and you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're always going to have a group of people that are going to say not, they're going to say no. That's part of being in a free society, though, right? Yeah. You got the freedom, you get the right to say no and and uh, and dispute and, and refuse. Uh, but I do think the majority of people are going to do this, just like the majority of people. What do you get smallpox? You know, what yeah. do we get? We get all kinds yeah. of vaccines. Right? I think people might now be very brave. You know, not brave, but you know, in a in a phony sense, being like, I'm not getting that. I'm not getting that. And then when the time comes around, they're going to get it. I think that's true. I too. think there's. I think there's probably a little bit of that. Like, I think that's. Oh, right. good. Yeah. No, that's not for me. And then they're going to be like, hey, "You're just going to get it, and you're going to yeah. get it, and you know why you're going to get it? Not because the president or the governor or the surgeon no. general told you. It's because your wife said you're getting it. You stupid fuck. Now <laughs> come with right. me, and we're getting the shot. And you're like, okay, that's right. That's what's going right. to happen. Is yeah, is, which is fine. Yeah. I mean, it may not, you know, they may not be in the first wave of people getting yeah. it, but you know, it's going to be at Walgreens. We yeah. know it's going to yeah. be at Walgreens. Yeah, see, you know, and so, yeah, so we're just, I mean, what the hell could, you know, I don't know. It just seems so easy and it's so, uh, what an ama- amazing science yeah. to, and to part, get that thing done so fast. And part you know? of me says, now I know they've got their rules and we give it to these people first and these, mm-hmm. my feeling is you've got all these because they're talking about, and I even was watching the news this morning and they're saying, you know, how little of this that exists and has been transported and has been produced has actually been given to people. My feeling is, yeah, we're going to reserve some, but why not just give this to whoever wants it? That's what I thought too. Yeah. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. I'm going, look, we want, you know, nursing homes to have it and we want emergency people, first responders to have it and we can hold some for them, but it's like, you know, we've given out, you know, five or 10% of the available amount at this point. Why? Yeah, yeah, that's right. The more the merrier. Just yeah, I, that's a great you know. And I think that's going to help people get it in general when they just go, you know, the guy you work next to got it. Okay, well then I'll get you know. Then it's not a big deal. Ah, what a great idea! Well, well we uh, need to, we, we need to get more people listening to you. You know, I, I should run. <laughs> boy, I should run for office. That's what I should do. <laughs> Well, that's a great. That, that's a terrific <laughs> platform. I got to tell you, man, because it makes great, it makes such terrific sense. You know, right. if everybody could just go get, just go get, call your health department, yeah. get down there, and uh, and it's no problem, man. You want it, you got it. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. it's that the yeah. flu shot. You walk into CVS, there's a sign. You want a flu shot? Here's it's free. Show us yeah. your insurance card. It's free. And, and oh this God. and COVID thing is free because the government's paying for all these things. So it's free. Sure, absolutely. In the states, yeah, free. You know, the thing is, too, as we speak, I mean, more and more is being manufactured right now. Yeah. More is being AstraZeneca, which is, is you the that the test you're on. Yeah. They're making they're making that vaccine. They're giving you. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. And so it's going to be ready to ship very quickly. And, and but 
Here's the thing. If the states aren't using it, mm-hmm. they're not going to keep shipping it if they are using it. Well, right? if if their way of doing it, like I know in Detroit, they're like, well, we have these doses oh, and CVS it. is picking up these doses God. and they're taking them on a van to the nursing homes where they will be. Uh. And I'm like that whole thing of who drives the van. Yeah, And I know this sounds ridiculous, and I'm completely extrapolating here, but the guy who drives the CVS van had too much to drink last night. And he's running late because he takes a city bus to the place where he gets the van and the city buses aren't running on time. You know what I mean? And then it's like people aren't getting it. And it's like, just fucking give it away. Tell me where. Give it away. Tell us where we can get it and let's go get it and we're done. That's right. That's right. And no, well, you know, I mean, the inefficiencies of government, which are just profound, yeah. uh, will continue to probably hold sway over this. Right. Yeah. They're really good. At, they're really good. Yeah. You know, they're really good at telling in the latest uh, positive test. Yeah. Not so good at, at getting a vaccine. Well, together. Look, if, if you introduced and, and this Corey would love this analogy, my my dearly departed uh, former co-host Corey Hall, if you had a new flavor of Oreos. You could have that in all 50 states available for yeah. anyone who wanted it in two weeks time. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> Oh, we've true. got birthday cake Oreos available. Oh, I sure. want those. I'll go down sure. to the market and pick those up. Those sure. we can have everywhere for yeah. anyone who wants them. But the thing that could change our world, we're going to kind of drip it out there. Drips and drabs. Yeah. Just yeah. these people, not those people. Yeah. And I noticed certain states are getting it, too. They're getting it together Yeah, uh, a lot quicker than, you know, yeah. I mean, I've watched uh, again. I watched uh, Florida this morning. This guy's got this plan and it's really pretty precise. Of course, he's ex-military, so it's going to be okay. pretty precise. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm, I'm in West Virginia right now, and yeah. they're the leading state in, in disseminating this uh, this vaccine. Oh, they're doing they're a good doing job. It. They're doing a good job, believe it or not. Um, I mean, there's only 1.8 million people. Yeah, here, smaller so. state and yeah, smaller right. geographically and all it's that. Much and it's you know it's fairly. I mean, since considering the po- the rampant poverty, it's pretty yeah. well run. Um, and so, but sure. they're doing they're kind of doing it backwards, like you said though. They're doing old people first. Yeah. As I said, I went by the public health department just a little while ago, and you know they were all standing outside. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that was the idea. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know because they're all standing in a line. Yeah, and I don't know if you're supposed to stand apart from each other. I don't. I don't know. I mean, yeah. so much silliness. But uh, regardless, uh, they're getting it done. You know, and that's how I kind of pictured it. People would be sit in line. Why wouldn't they do it just like they do the COVID? Te- hell, anybody. Yeah, the testing. Tested eight zillion times a day, or uh, yeah. you know. Why can't we have that efficiency for getting the vaccine out there? Yeah, I don't see why not. And, um, but, you know, these people make their plans. And I mean, I guess there's probably is a thing where they don't want a rush. They don't want people, you know, Black Friday at Walmart, people trying to buy a big TV for 300 bucks. You know, they don't want that. But I don't think it would be that. I, I think that's not giving people enough would. credit. No, um, I'm with you. I mean, I'm with you, man. It's uh, I, I think. People would if you said, okay, you drive here. Um, and then, and, and by the way, set up a whole bunch of different stations yeah. so you, they don't all congregate in one. Yeah. And uh, and you can get it in your car. Yeah. You know, just, uh, you know, to wear a short sleeve shirt or something. Well, they the one thing for oh, having to wait 15 minutes. They, they, they've had me wait 15 minutes both times. That's right. Uh, That's right. To just, you know, and then the first time the nurse actually 
sat there and talked to me the whole time because she was okay. concerned okay. a little bit. But the second time, no, they just let me sit in that office and if I had okay. well, keeled let's, over, let's, they would have found me 15 minutes later. But I and, and don't they do the test? And, the, and then when they're testing people, they'll say, well, okay, you can – a friend of mine got a test, and he said he got the test, and he drove to a different part of the parking lot okay. and waited, and they came out and gave him the test. Yeah, I think with – Well, the, there's your 15-minute wait. Right? Yeah, with the test. You know, there's ways they could do it. I just go sit over there for a while. Sure. We'll let you Absolutely. know. Absolutely. Uh, but, you know, Absolutely. it's 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 really this thing, getting the shot should not be a big deal. You shouldn't be afraid of it. If you're not afraid of it, I don't see any reason to not let people get it now. But, hey, I'm not the one in charge of distributing it. So I wish you were in charge of distributing it. I would be so great at distributing it. Because I'm serious. <laughs> I'm like doing anything I can. You know, I, I read the story about in, um, oh, God, this was, I think, Louisville. Uh, that some I think it was a Walgreens or some some agency maybe it's the agency I don't know got a batch and it just nobody they had no I mean this is so I mean Louisville's a train wreck of a town anyway yeah. they had they just couldn't get it together to to give it out and so they put up a radio spot or something like that and this uh, health agent said anybody that wants this come down and get it okay. And they they did. They gave it away. They anybody that wanted okay. could come down and get it. They said they gave it away very quickly, and they said they're going to have the uh, the the second dose uh, booster, and those people get priority yeah. to come back and get the booster. Yeah, that's another thing that you got to figure out is when those people are coming. You're going to have people coming for the first shot, sure. and then people are coming for the second shot. And how do you? Uh, kind of work that out, but you know, it's we we got this. It's not that. It can hard. be done. Yeah, it's it can be done. Hard. Man. No, it's not that hard. Um, I think anything we can do to get people to take this, so it's uh, yeah, really awesome because we got to have a gathering this summer. Right? I would hope so, but I mean, I yeah. you know, who knows with to. with those guys and what they. Well, again, I, and I we talked about this last week privately, but I you know, again, I feel like this is going to be bureaucracy that would stop it, if anything. I don't think there's a willingness on their part to not do it. I think they want to do it, but, and I would certainly do it. Um, sure. sure. But, you know, you know, you're going to say, well, we're going to get 5,000 people on this plot of land together. And they're going to, eh, I don't know. And, but, you know, if you're AEG or you're, you know, whoever, I don't know who these live nation, they're going to let them do their stuff. Yeah, that's a good point. They'll You'll figure out how will. to do their stuff. Oh, of course, of course. But just show your card and come psychopathic on. Psychopathic records. Not yeah. as much. Yeah, not as much. Not that's as much sway. <laughs> not no, as much. No, it depends. Yeah, but they may find a state that's more willing to do it, listen, too. Listen, you know? I can't believe that Shaggy 2 Dope cannot get a giant uh, group of people authorized to get together on the heels of a pandemic. But that might be the case. <laughs> and I say that as a fan of Shaggy Two Dope, who you know, of course, who's, a great, of course. who's really a great guy, and I'm and no sarcasm uh, or anything. He's he's a no, no, guy. of course it is. It's true. He is a great guy, but yeah, but, you know, no, no. I think you're probably right, and I, I think uh, the the Live Nations of the world, of course, they have better lobbyists yeah, and so on. Yeah. Or they have lobbyists yeah. and so on. So, and uh, we'll see. You know, uh, will I get to see Springsteen again? I was gonna. I was gonna yeah, mention that to you. He's seventy. Yeah. How about yeah. Maca? You know. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, geez. And I, I think he, he's got a. He's got a number one album. He or something. Well, right? he can't. He canceled shows. He would have been out there. 
you know yeah you well know? you know when you look at the when you look at the british trades and again i think other countries may jump ahead of the u.s mm-hmm. that's yeah. gonna be a real problem yeah um you look at other countries i they're having shows yeah they're not full-fledged yet mm-hmm. but uh they're gonna start to have i mean you see the the british trades there they've got everything scheduled for later yeah. this yeah yeah i saw that hyde Perfect park year. and stuff was scheduled oh sure I think it's pearl jam at hyde park i think i saw so uh, good luck yeah. to them yeah but uh yeah. Oh, I think that again they're they're counting on that vaccine. I don't know how other countries are doing this vaccine if they're coming along or not. I look. I assume that uh, other nations, and I have a little bit of experience because I've been to Europe for for shows. You know, their healthcare is better than us. We assume that, and I can tell you, and you probably know this too. Their concerts and all that stuff always better there too. As far as oh, their organization yeah. and their venues yes. and all that stuff, it's really. Yes. I mean, the state of like. I mean, I guess this has changed a little bit, but in my time, you know, rock venues and stuff in London versus, you know, Detroit or New York or anything, it's not even close. It's a joke. No. The way no. we do stuff. It's it's, it's the, the, the efficiency. Yeah. And just yeah. the quality of, you know, you go to a rock club in in Europe that, you know, something that is used regularly for that the pa's nicer the venue's nicer the whole thing's just yeah just better yeah, organized yeah. and you know no it's it's true yeah. but i mean just in general whether they're going to get everybody together to, to to be vaccinated and safe to get in there yeah. you know yeah we'll see i think they will i think you're right though i think they will they probably have better uh, overall efficiency yeah we um some places but uh as long as they, they better not try to pull any of this crap like well not enough if you got the vet that's yeah that's, but that's i don't think that's gonna work i i just think that we you know that number you know in michigan it's a real big deal when that number comes out three o'clock every afternoon the new coronavirus cases in the state oh god and god. we Listen, michigan's a special case but all that in michigan i'm telling you steve it's that number determines and, you know, if you watch that trend and in seven days that number goes up, the reaction from Lansing is going to be to shut stuff down. And that's, that's the way ridiculous. that this whole thing has worked. It goes down, down, down. And then it's all right. We open up more things and the more things we open up, the more people get it. And then we should, you know, you're sort of going. Uh, well, that's it's a roller coaster. The virus, yeah. Well, when you shut things down, the virus doesn't just go, oh, it's shut down. I guess we'll leave now. Yeah, that's not how that works. Mm-hmm. It's still there. When they yeah. come back, it's still there. Yeah, it's the stupidest. It's uh, I mean, we could but, go off. But on that's a on that. that's I how we're going to be different than that. That's how we're looking at it. Is what yeah. is in right. Michigan? What is that number, and where does that that determines our policies? Which you know, I understand the logic, but I don't know that that, especially down the road when the vaccine is out there, that that's the way to look at it. I, I don't think that's the correct way. Maybe that was that in the early days, but not. No, now. I'm with you completely on that. Mm-hmm. I agree. A million. Yes. I don't think that's the way to look at it at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, we, especially, I mean, did you say there's a good story the other day? I saw it was like comparing California's policy, California and Florida, the virus, uh, you know, infiltration and the rates and so on and uh, the policies. And really, there was very no difference at all. Yeah. I mean, just vastly different approaches to it mm-hmm. and, yeah and california is a boy when i read those stories that's a weird that's, that's a horror, horror i don't know story. what's going on there 
that sounds it's just it's that's like New York, a horrible place to be. I can't imagine, you know, I, I don't even know how they're ever going to bounce back. Well, I think honest. California feels to me like and maybe New York a little bit or at least New York earlier in this was sort of the case of the haves and the have nots. And that in California, if you had money, you can get away with stuff or sort of certain, you know, Hollywood was sort of given a pass to still produce content and all that stuff. And uh, and then the, the, the regular people can't do anything. I see. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I don't know exactly how accurate that is. I know SAG today said that they need to shut down. They came out Who'd... and said Screen Actors Guild. Really? Yeah. Needed they to said shut down. They, they told uh, the state of California, you know, we want to shut down. Now, that's not, I don't know how much power the union has, or I guess if you're a SAG actor, you're supposed to, I mean, those people have contracts, so I don't know where that all falls, but SAG is saying it's time to not produce anything for a while. Really? Yeah. That was, uh, was in the paper today. So, look that up. Oh, wow. I'm, okay. I'm well read. <laughs> you are well read now, and, and there was, of course, there was no mention of vaccine there, right? And Not, I no, I don't think that's a thing. But I mean, Stay of course. Best. But oh well, well, all right, let's do this, Steve. This, here, this one will get everybody's panties in a bunch. Let's let well, we want to produce movies. Well, let's let's make sure they all get the <laughs> shot. Make sure Tom Cruise gets the shot. Put oh right. my god! And not right. that he doesn't already. I wouldn't put it past him if he had the fucking thing already, Tom Cruise, oh. or any oh, of those I guys. Oh, yeah. I think they do. Yeah. Of course they do. Yes, yes. You don't think? Of course they do. Dwayne the Rock Johnson doesn't have the shot yet. Are you kidding me? Come on. Are you kidding me? All the powerful people probably have already gotten this. Yeah. That want it, you know. And that want it, and and you know what? I don't have a problem with Biden and Harris and them getting it. You go ahead. Mike Pence got it. I'm okay with that. No, no, I, I think yeah. they should get it. No, no, these are people that are, you know, they're again, they could probably qualify as frontline workers, I yeah. suppose. They meet right? lots and lots of people. I mean, that's the thing, and their job is but, to. But to know. me, once you once they, why aren't they out there telling everybody? They keep 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 <sighs> that thing up. Get get where you know get this thing. Why aren't they doing this with the same zealousness that they uh, pimp these masks? Yeah, it's that didn't, uh, that didn't, didn't work. It is a know? it is a weird thing. The mask. Look, if you're not here's the way I look at it. If you're not wearing a mask now, you're probably not looking to get the shot either. Oh, oh I disagree a million okay. times. Okay. I right. completely okay. disagree. No, I'm saying I if you don't wear a mask, if you're one of these anti-mask people. Aren't you anti-shot too, or am I? No, no? not even remotely. Okay. Not even close, man. Huh. No, no. All right, I, I got to disagree. All right, let's 1 disagree. One million percent. Let's agree to disagree. You're a smart person, and you got yeah, one million percent. I respect what you're saying, but okay, <laughs> prove me wrong. And I hope they. And and listen, I hope you're right. Yeah, I don't want to be right on this. I, I want people to get it. I want people to say like, yeah, I hate masks and therefore I'm for the vaccine. That does make sense. It. And logically, I've, I, know, I know I know a whole bunch okay. of people like that. I mean, tons I of people you. like that um, who are like, yeah. But but also, you know, let's see. Let's well, why don't they approach this with the same zealousness that they said, wear a mask, you know, everywhere yeah. you go. You know what? Just let's get that to get a vaccine. Yeah. Come on, man. Get, just you get know. it. Yeah, just go get the vaccine. Yeah. How about this? Yeah. When you walk into a store, they'll have a sign. You have to wear a mask, or you can choose door number two. Go to our little clinic and get the shot. Fucking a! I That's love like, that. See, God damn it! 
That's that's so easy. Why am I so wasting easy. my time on a podcast? I know, man. You've <laughs> all these ideas. Why am know? I wasting my time talking to you when I could be saving the world, Steve? I, I know, man. I mean, look at what, what it, listen, it doesn't help, it doesn't hurt to add this to the public discussion Let's at all. Let's do it. I'm for you it. Know? Uh, well, you're, you, you've done a great service for, Thank getting, you. You know, for being a volunteer. Thank, Thank you. you so much. And, and I do probably enjoy talking to you more than I do enjoy saving the world. So take that for what it's worth. I think that's a compliment <laughs> well, to you. I certainly appreciate that. <laughs> All right, so, Steve. Well, i got to run. I'm going to have uh, my girlfriend's going to talk movies and TV with me next. So. Oh, excellent. You guys there do you a go. great podcast. Yeah, I people like – I know you said you listened to the last one with her and you enjoyed it. I really it. So, enjoyed it, too. Uh, she's getting yeah. a lot of kudos – from people cool. for being, well, you know, good, good on the show. And I'm trying she's to good. not tell her any of these things because okay. <laughs> I don't want her to get a big head about it. <laughs> okay. Well, just keep her on there though. That's all I can say. She won't acknowledge <laughs> me as a hero, by the way. She says I'm not. And that's been <laughs> well, a big maybe. source of, of uh, conflict over here. Oh, for God's sake. I you know. Need to get a t-shirt. All right. She does. All right, Steve. Good talking. Hey, always good talking, Steve. Anything to plug? I talked about your books a little before I called you and the ones that I've read. And You know, I don't really have anything to plug at all. I've just been, uh, you know, doing journalism and so on. And I try to, you know, I got tired of that. We'll see what next year brings, you know, and then then I'll then I'll come out and then we'll talk. Yeah. Whenever you got something to plug, give me a buzz, man. We'll do it. So I appreciate it. All right. Always good talking. Steve Miller. Thank you, buddy. Okay. Later. Where's Steve? I mean, come on. Steve always makes sense. One of my favorite guys to talk to. He, I met Steve because he was at the gathering doing interviews for Juggalo, the book. And if you haven't read Juggalo, it's great. I'm in there. It's been out for a few years. You can get it. I'm sure you can get it on. I got it on the Kindle, and I also have a copy sitting here on my bookshelf. And it's great. Steve's a real journalist, a real guy. And fun to talk to. So, But like I said, it's going to be time uh, for Layla here. We're going to talk the movies, the TV. Will she call me a hero? Probably not. But let's get her in here. Let's talk to Layla. Let's do this. Doing movies and TV. How's that sound? My girlfriend, Layla, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. Getting through the holidays here. Almost done. Almost done. Yeah. Yeah. But it's been, it's been fun. Yeah. We've had a nice Christmas. It has been a good Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we got lots of shows. They're putting out lots of shows. And movies. Movies. Probably more movies. And in fact, when I look at our list, I go, we watched more movies than TV, at least in the last week or so. Well, we watched two movies yesterday. Oh, yeah. Our holiday holiday double feature, whichever we're talking about. So let's just get into, although I will say, we'll do the TV stuff. I think the one new TV thing, because we have some shows that ended, may be one of the best shows of the year, the, the one that started. And the ended one recently. That started. Well, we'll get to a teasing people. Oh. But these the first two movies are the big streaming yes. uh, hits because yep. with the theaters closed because of COVID, every uh, these movies are going to streaming services. Mm-hmm. And we'll start with those big two that everybody was watching around Christmas, as we did. We were just like everyone else. We were. Although But I feel like our reaction to at least one of them is probably yeah, not as right. wonderful as some people well, would think. Well, maybe we'll get into it and I have my reasons. I can defend my opinion. Okay. That's where some people can't. He's throwing his finger I put my up finger in the up air. in the Well, I'm making a point. <laughs> Look, just because we're robbing people of the visual component of this show. Yeah. You probably shouldn't let them know. Because then they're going to be like, Joel, we need this on video. We need to see Layla. We need to see your 
finger arising in the air. <laughs> and what's going to happen is they're going to demand that. And yeah. then it's going to become like, okay, we got to do a video podcast. All right, well, go spend 30 minutes doing your makeup or whatever you want to do. Do your hair. Yeah. We'll have to make sure the studio is all cleaned up for people. Okay. And I'll have to get in a, you know, a blazer or something, look professional. Why? Why can't we just be ourselves? Because <laughs> no one wants to see us like this. That's what you think. <laughs> Listen, I look beautiful you no are, matter oh, yeah, what. Oh, yes, always. Yeah, uh-huh. Always. I would say I would have it no other way. Mm-hmm. All right, let me... <laughs> boy. The love seat's calling your name. The love seat is? Oh, no. <laughs> um. So, yeah, we'll, we'll get into... <laughs> Um, so let's start with the one, I guess this is the, uh, this is the one that like the big one wherein this was expected to be in theaters actually is in theaters. Okay. They actually said this will be in theaters, but if you have HBO max, you can watch wonder woman, 1984 and in your house on your television on Christmas day. And, uh, we did that. We did the day after Christmas. Well, we did. But, you know, the, the reaction, though, to this movie has been negative. Oh, it Seemingly. Has? Yeah, I think the buzz, at least the people that I, you know, the real nerds, the guys that kind of care about comic book movies and stuff. Yeah. Like, care more than I do. Right. Didn't like this at all. Well, you hadn't seen the first Wonder Woman. Yeah, well, that was another so... part of our holiday break. <laughs> Us watching the first Wonder Woman. On Wednesday night. Which you... Uh, I had already seen twice. You had already seen twice. Mm-hmm. And pretty much everybody to the world said, oh, that Wonder Woman's great. And then I saw the first Wonder Woman and went like, the fuck was that movie? I did not like that you at all. Not like it, it was long and boring and that lady can't act. And I don't understand why they're making all these comic book movies so long well they're i don't know why they're so long i guess they're i think they're expected to be long at this point which is unfortunate because yeah there's not a lot of plot you know no it's a lot of just stuff that doesn't need to be there and they have action sequences and they weren't that great Mm -hmm. i think that's the big problem with wonder woman 84 is that a lot of people are saying it there's not that much action when it is it's like we've been here and done that Mm -hmm. already but anyway uh, Wonder Woman 1984 is out on HBO Max, so Wonder Woman, who uh, you saw around World War I mm-hmm. in the first movie, yep. that's when that took place. The World War I pilot played by Chris Pine, who you like. I do like him. I thought looked a little old in 1984. Well, and I know he's supposed to be older because it's whatever in the movie. But it's also been... Eh, he's he's getting up there. Yeah. He's got some gray in his hair and stuff. There's nothing now. wrong with a little yeah. salt and pepper. <laughs> Should watch what you're saying. Well, over look, there. just because, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm saying I'm as handsome as he is at this point. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so, so anyway, Chris Pine lands, and now this one, it's 1984. So Wonder Woman doesn't age or die, apparently. Right. And she's working in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. And through some weird way, I guess she wishes him into existence. Is that fair to say without ruining yeah. the movie? Yes. And of course, this other guy shows up. Yep. As other actor, and she and it's like, oh, it's him. And I said to Layla, I go, that's not Chris Pine. She goes, yeah, it's him. And I go, no, it's not Chris Pine. She goes, I know it's not Chris Pine. It's some other actor. And then of course, like 
three seconds later, it's they do time. the ama- uh, transformation. Ne- you can never wait that extra minute <laughs> till it just finishes what it's trying to do. Well, if we were at the theater, I would have had to not say anything. But since we're at home, oh no, I think, I'm like uh, I'd you be would at like, the movie theater. You'd be hitting me, going, "That's not Chris Pine. That's not well, Chris Pine." The guy that they got that wasn't Chris Pine to play the guy. Mm-hmm was perfectly acceptable as like a guy yeah. i mean uh, yeah. but i guess in the in the i guess they describe in the movie as like to the world he looks like somebody else but to wonder woman it was chris it looks pine. like chris pine yes um and then the villains in this movie which were i was kind of surprised to see Kristen Kristen wig who a villain, you know cuz she's not usually like that no but she's she's that she's the world's biggest nerd in the beginning of the movie she is and she's she kind of like Catwoman. It's because she wears big glasses. Yeah. And that's, and can't that's walk about in it. Heels. She can't walk in heels. Yeah. And then she has this magical transformation where the glasses come off. Yeah. She has a better haircut. And she can walk and in the can, highest of heels. And she gets the highest of heels. Isn't that kind of how Catwoman was? Like she was a real nerdy cat I don't lady. Know Catwoman. What? Never saw it. Seriously? You know, I'm not a big comic book guy. Oh. Even though I'll see these, I, I'm not a big comic book guy. Oh. Um, so yeah, Kristen Wiig has this amazing transformation, mm-hmm. and then the the other guy, the the real lead villain, is Pedro Pascal, who's the Mandalorian. Yeah, very different to see him yeah. play this role. Playing in eighties, uh, you know, he's a he's a money guy. He's like a bad investor guy, mm-hmm. but he's like a guy that'd be on TV at two in the morning. The you know, infomercial, infomercial. Uh, you know, there were real estate guys mm-hmm. back in the day. Uh, Tom Vu was a guy I remember famously. I'm Tom Vu. I make you rich. You know, remember Tom Vu? No. Yeah, Tom Vu was funny. Okay, but you said that's like two o'clock in the morning. It what could have been? Yeah, I was in bed. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> in 1984, two in the morning, you would have been in bed. 1984, I wasn't. Even you were. Born. Oh my God, you're making me feel old. <laughs> All right, here's the deal. So basically, this guy, so he's a, he's kind of an amalgamation of an 80s a uh, 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 preacher, right, a televangelist. Yeah. And sort of this phony real estate guy. He's an oil guy in this He's movie. An, right. And he ends up getting a hold of some rock. It's a whole stupid plot. Um, you know, and it takes place in 1984, which they certainly do their nods to the 80s in mm-hmm. this. But I also think, like, like I, I said to you at one point, I go, yeah, Wonder Woman isn't really dressed like she's from the 80s. She's not very bright colored. No, they made her like. She was a sleek 80s. Yeah, it was like, oh, like the bad guys have to look like. Pedro Pascal suits are these giant double-breasted, wide lapel, gray striped things. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and Kristen Wiig's wearing tacky stuff. But the heroes get to wear yeah. decent stuff. I mean, Chris Pine's in a members-only jacket in a fanny pack. <clears throat> but even that doesn't even look that dated. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and I, I guess, I don't know, I, to me, as much as people are dumping... Now, look, I didn't like the first Wonder Woman. No, you We've didn't. established this. Mm-hmm. You, uh, certainly on the third viewing, didn't like the first Wonder Woman all that much. It was fine, yeah. I thought this was every bit as good as the first Wonder Woman, meaning that I didn't really like this one either, but to me, I don't feel like there was a big quality drop-off. No. From one to the other. No. I think the first movie had that, uh, you know, uh, a turn-of-the-century London, Mm -hmm. when they go back and he takes her to, and like that was kind of neat to see and and all that, but, you know, to me, it was kind of the same thing. I mean, obviously, it goes on too long. Yes. Um, the, sure. the CGI and the effects were fine. 
Mm-hmm. I didn't think they were great. I thought that the uh, the the island of Amazon women, mm-hmm. which they again they opened this movie in the same way with. But there is her child. child and the Amazon. I thought that sequence was shorter and better in this movie. Yeah. I thought that first one, it looked silly at times. Mm-hmm. I, I said, you go, this looks like green screen. It was just really nasty and I don't know. Or this one, it looked it looked more like a real place. A real place, although with the thing. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, you remember, and you kept spotting it as well. Yeah. So there's this little girl, and she's doing this, like, decathlon trial, right? Right. Against all these, and she's a little kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's her name? Diana? Yeah. Yeah. So she's this little kid competing against these grown women, the Amazon women in their Olympic games. Yeah. And they show her like getting onto a horse. And it's pretty clear that they cut to like a grown woman. Yeah. I mean, this to, is like yeah. a 10 year old girl. When she's getting on the horse, they appear to cut to a full woman. Then they cut back to the little kid on the horse. And then there's like stunt scenes where what? She's falling off the horse. And or you she's can tell it's a, riding. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, that's not a kid. <laughs> now, usually you think they'd get some puny guy or some little woman or something. Yeah. And maybe they did and it just didn't match. But yeah, that was really bad. I thought that was glaring. It had its moments. Here's a here's a show business I, I, a story. I, I worked on that movie Real Steel with Hugh Jackman. You don't like when I drop names, but it's not about Hugh Jackman. Uh-huh. But, you know, there's like a 13. Oh, well, I know this kid's this kid's nine or 10, I think, in real steel. OK. And he teaches, you know, the robots how to fight. Oh, yeah. I've seen this movie. But when they when I was on the set for that, because I was an extra on that, the kid would be replaced by this. Late 30s. Four foot 10 lesbian woman. Oh, <laughs> Right. So there are like distant shots and stuff because mm-hmm. the kid can only work for like five hours a day or right. something because, you know, they have child labor laws. And and the director would say that they'd come on and go, hey, we're wrapping with Charlie for the day. And everyone would applaud. Mm-hmm. And he had to go off to his little schoolhouse, schoolhouse trailer or whatever they do with kids on movie sets. And then they'd bring in <laughs> they'd bring in the, you know, the, the lady in comfortable shoes. Yeah. And she would play the kid. You know, and I guess it was like in the close-ups, but, you know, from far away, you can't they tell. would just use this woman yeah, yeah, to play him. Hmm. And they didn't do it in this movie. Um, I don't know if there's a whole lot else to say. It was uh, two and a half hours. Yeah, I mean, it was worth watching if you like these kinds of movies. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, people are complaining about it, and, and it's to me, it's like, that's what these are. It's just and, more entertainment. I, and, you know, some of the Marvel movies were better than this, for sure. Mm-hmm. Some of them were worse than this. Some of the, them were about the same as this. I thought this was okay. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't see all the DC movies, but we saw Shazam, and that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. That was fine. Yeah. It was about as good as this is. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people didn't like that either, but I'm going to shut up. It's fine. What do you want? Right. I mean, I guess the, the, the fact that she can barely speak English didn't bother me as much. It bothered you a lot In the more. first one, yes. You kept saying, are the other actors not speaking? Well, that's my theory. Yeah, I know. Here's my theory. I must share it with the audience. Okay. You can share it with the audience. Which you share? You share it. You share it. I kind of cut you off. It's okay. I'm used to it. <laughs> my theory is that Gail Godot, the actress playing Wonder Woman, who's Israeli, mm-hmm. has such a thick accent that they made the whole island of Amazon women have to talk in broken English, to match her bad English. I don't know. 
I don't know. It wasn't as distracting in this movie. I'm giving her credit. I'm giving the filmmakers credit. Yeah. So there you go. Wonder Woman 1984. Now, they were saying if, if this wasn't on HBO Max, this might have been the highest grossing movie of the year. Actually, still could be because so few things are coming out. Are, have come out. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. We, we don't have access to that at this point. But what the grosses were for Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah. We'll have to see. So my feeling is if you liked that first Wonder Woman, this is every bit as good. Mm-hmm. If you don't like those movies, there's really no reason to watch this. And uh, it was okay. It was, it was fine. It, it, it was worth the price of admission, which for us was nothing. Our monthly subscription to HBO Max. But, you know, we don't even really pay for that. And I'm That's not true. People are like, oh, he's stealing HBO Max. No. It's part of our, our internet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's part of our high-speed fiber internet connection. With AT&T. Mm-hmm. And they go, here's free HBO Max for you. Oh, and nice. I said, okay. And then I told the cable company, cancel the HBO on the cable box. Now the HBO is on the cable box. I don't know what's going on. I have oh. to call them. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's free. Maybe for I'm weekend. paying for it. Yeah, it could be a holiday thing that's free, but I don't know. All right. The other big streaming thing, which would have been in theaters. Actually, I read that this would have been a summertime release. Oh. But they pushed it back and they've been staggering all of them. Was Soul, the new Pixar movie mm-hmm. on Disney Plus. And this one was the one that everyone was saying was really good. And you need to see this. And people are on Twitter and they're crying at the end of this and all this stuff. And here I am on the couch falling asleep. Yeah, Soul. <laughs> Similar to Wonder Woman 1984. And too goddamn long. Yeah. This was about an hour 45. This could have been done in 75 minutes. Every bit is good. Yeah. Um, so this is the story of a guy who is a jazz musician. He's actually a school teacher teaching a high school band. But he really wants to be a jazz pianist. Right. And he gets the opportunity to open for this famous saxophone player. You're ruining it for the day. And something happens along the way, let's just say. <laughs> it has to do with life and death. It's called soul because it's his soul. It's not even soul music. It's jazz music. Very different. It's his soul. But his soul has left his body and is going to the nether realm. But he really wants to play this gig. Mm-hmm. And so he finds a way to come back to Earth. But he comes back to Earth as a cat. <laughs> this movie sounds terrible so far the way I'm describing it. I'll be honest with you. I don't know that it's a whole lot better when you see the fucking movie. <laughs> So Layla and I were not big fans of Soul. Am I right about that? You're right. It was it was fine. Well, it's, but it's long and it was very drawn out. Yes. It's trying to be profound in a yeah. way. And that's my one of my big problems with, with Pixar over the years is they're trying to make you cry. They're trying to be profound. I mean, this movie at some point is like, what is your reason to live on this earth? Right. It's like, this what is a is fucking cartoon. What, 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 are you, what are you doing? Well, and the same guy made Inside Out, Pete Doctor, mm-hmm. and also made uh, uh, Up, mm-hmm. which, again, both of those movies, I thought, real sappy yeah. and really trying to be profound. And it's funny because when we went to watch that, you were watching, uh, you had the cable on. And it was, what was it? I said, oh, is this the Trolls movie? And you said... No, it's Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> I go, oh, sorry for not getting my dumb cartoon fake things. There are differences between gnomes and trolls. 
<laughs> Do you want to tell us what they are or not? No. no. But here's the thing that I was thinking about was I was watching Soul. Yeah. And we did have Nomeo and Juliet on the TV for a few minutes before mm-hmm. we started it. Is maybe that's what animation should be is just fun and stupid. As it, because yeah. the best parts of Soul were the parts when the cat was eating pizza and stuff like that. And just being kind of cute and lighthearted and the real heavy stuff to me didn't land at all well no and we know i cry at every little thing and i was falling we're gonna talk about something you cried in in a minute here but uh she's looking at the list of stuff (laughs) but yeah i mean it was uh yeah i thought all of that stuff fell flat and here's a test i would say about soul and I, i thought the music was good i thought they did a good job, like, making yeah. the guy a musician, and I kind of enjoyed that story. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, this is just, I wanted this to end so goddamn badly. It was just so long. Yeah. Um, take this movie, because, you know, the thing now about Pixar is, you know, it used to be Toy Story. These were all toys. Or right. they were ants, or they were some other animals, or whatever well, the they were Toy doing. Stories movies also had, like... Right. But it wasn't as much as they no. are now. Well, the th- yeah, the third one, when they put them in the incinerator it was like ridiculous but my point is that they're now doing people yes in these movies not just toys and animals mm-hmm. so my feeling was okay let's this is how i can i saw how i can defend my position take this soul movie with its plot and everything and if you've seen it think about this put real people in it like jamie fox was the voice put jamie fox as the actor mm-hmm. if you did this movie with the same plot points and everything with actual actors it might be better. Well, I think it'd be one of the most ridiculous things anyone's ever seen. <laughs> Maybe that's better in some way. Okay. Right. Kind of stepped on the punchline, but you know. <laughs> hey, look, enjoy your last appearance on the podcast. That's okay. Take Didn't it all you in. say that last uh, time? Yeah, yeah I'm probably going to say did. that every time. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> look, COVID has given you a gig in a way that you wouldn't have had. Remember, I'm the funny one you in are this relationship. Um. But I think if you had done this with real people who no, were like, so, like this is so stupid. This is like a dumb, you know, they like. They have kind of. There's been movies where, where somebody they, dies and they come back and they like can see themselves. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's where this movie was the best. Yeah. When Jamie Foxx was a cat trying to eat pizza in New York and take the subway. Yeah. That was the funniest, most entertaining part of Soul. And the rest of it didn't work for me. Yeah. It was. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And, like, it's arguably better than Wonder Woman 1984. I mean, most people say it is. I say it's different. But, I mean, I don't know. Wonder Woman knows it's dumb, whereas this thinks it's, like, really smart and profound, and it's actually dumb. Mm -hmm. So, which one is better? I don't know. I just think I'm I'm disappointed that this is what we get. Yeah. Although there's a lot of uh, more prestigious kind of Oscar-worthy stuff that's coming out, which we haven't seen a lot of yet, so get ready. That's your favorite time of year right there. Oh, yeah. Oscar season. Can't wait. Do you hear the excitement? (laughs) It's a different Oscar season because of the stuff that's coming out and the stuff that... um, There'll be less going to the movies. Well, yeah. I mean, sometimes we can see those Oscar... Like like Parasite, Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. because it was out in Korea. We could get it at home. We didn't but have I to mean, go, because know. of everything, yeah, things are going to. We're not going to have to go to the movie. Yeah, they'll much. probably put them out earlier at home, which is nice. Okay, now this next thing uh, we have on the list was Oscar worthy, or they thought it was, and then it came out, and really nobody likes this. Although I, we had fun watching this. I enjoyed it. Campy thing, The Prom on Netflix. But I like musicals. You do. I do. And I and this was a musical like when we were in New York and mm-hmm. we were you know we had. We had one free night to see a Broadway show, yep. and the prom was one of them. What we could have seen, and then we decided to see the Adam Driver, which is Carrie Russell burn this play, which was awesome. So there wasn't any time to see the prom uh, on Broadway. But uh, could you imagine if I hadn't, if you had stayed in that line? Okay, you're gonna take. She likes to take credit. No, but to get tickets, for prom, <laughs> we might have not gotten tickets have. for prom. You're very, you're very right. Yes, we, yeah. If you go to New York and you want to see, and really you should do this if you're going to New York, is now we wanted to see Aladdin, so I bought us some Aladdin tickets in advance, months in advance. Mm-hmm. And actually, that show still could be a tough ticket. Maybe that's how you got to do it. But especially on a weekday, if you're in New York, you go to the TKTS ticket booth, which is those big red steps in Times Square. Yep. And underneath it is this ticket booth, and all of the unsold tickets go to this, they're donated to this booth. And you go get them for half price. And and we were walking through Times Square. Well, our hotel wasn't far from Times Square. No, it was definitely. And we had just gone to the top of the rock. And I said, it's our first night in New York. We're going to see a play. But we won't have tickets. We'll just get these half price tickets. We'll see what we, they got. Yeah. And as we're there, and uh, there's this giant line. And, and I get in this giant line. And Layla's kind of tired from, you know, we had just flown in. And we'll walk around. So she goes and sits down. And... Kind of by the steps there. Yeah. And then she calls me on the phone. She goes, hey, on this side, if you don't want to see a musical, there's, there's no- this little tiny line yeah. of like five people instead of hundreds of people trying to get these. So basically what they do is the musicals get their own line. The plays get their own mm-hmm. line. So basically what it is, I think, is so if you're like, if you just want to see acting, if you're a fan of the theater, if you're a high, you don't want to see some touristy musical like right. Aladdin or at the time I think King Kong was a musical that was there and all that stuff. You just go to the the the, the, the nice short line. The nice short line. And Layla's like, there's a short line and it's oh we can and you're like and we kind of had already decided to see Burn This. Yep. And that was not a musical. Because it was between that and was it Hillary and Bill? Yeah, Bill and Hillary with Bill John Lithgow was so playing. So it's between those yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we knew Burn This was only planned for a few weeks, and mm-hmm. we saw Adam Driver, and it was great. But anyway, you go to the small line, you don't have to. So if you want to see a play when Broadway is back in New York, which none of that's even open now, yeah, go to the short line, see a play. There's a, I think you go at 1 o'clock, I forget the time, you can look it up. But you have to go right when it opens, because they sell out, and they gave us like Fourth row, third row tickets. It was great. Second row. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was like row D, but we, where we were it was actually only the second row of seats. Mm-hmm. It was great. Had a great time. All right. Anyway, so the prom was out, and then they made a big movie version. Ryan Murphy, who I like generally uh, on TV, it's, he's kind of hit and miss. But mm-hmm. we watched that Hollywood uh, series. That was him earlier, and I watched Glee. And you like Glee? Was very much yeah. like Glee. Yeah, Glee and. American Horror Story we liked. I love the American Crime Story uh, series. Those were great. But anyway, so he made this movie and uh, story of a lesbian who wants to go to the prom in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. I think it's Indiana in the show. Yep. I was reading that the real 
this is based on sort of the, the inspiration was a real story, and I think that girl was in Mississippi or something. But anyway, oh. uh, so these down on their luck Broadway stars: Meryl Streep, James Corden, Nicole Kidman, and uh, what's the other guy's name? I don't remember his name. Oh, Girls. he's good too. He's from Girls. He's great. Anyway, yeah, they decide they're going to go to Indiana and be self-serving because they're going to get their names in the paper and on TV for trying to protest this non-lesbian thing. So they go to Indiana, and it's all singing, all dancing. The gays in the Midwest, fish out of water story. There's the comedy. Um, And I thought overall it was, again, too long. I forget how long the prom is. It wasn't that long. It wasn't that long. Uh, The songs, to me seemed kind of just ordinary. Yeah. They weren't super catchy. I know you said, well, that last song was good, mm-hmm. the big finale. And I said, you know, if I was in the theater and they were doing this, it probably would have been a lot better than the television version. Yeah. But I thought overall the acting was good for what it was. Mm-hmm. Keegan-Michael Key is the principal who's secretly a Broadway fan. In love with... Meryl Streep. Yep. I don't remember what her name is. Don't know either. But she's great. Yeah. We're going to talk about Meryl Streep not being great in a minute in something else. <laughs> but Meryl Streep was, was pretty good in this. I, overall, I thought the prom was okay. Yeah. For what it was. I mean, it's, it's I don't think. kind th- of heartwarming. It ain't winning any Oscars. No. No. But. They don't do musicals for Oscars. Oh, they, they? well, shit, there was Chicago and yeah, sometimes. But that was real dramatic. Mamma Mia, I think, got some awards. Like music. Okay. Like yeah. the stuff they don't, Moulin Rouge. They don't show at the actual Oscars. <clears throat> no, but I mean, yeah, they, there's they certainly Oscars. Well, look, with all of these big names it's and true. having Ryan Murphy attached, and this went direct, you know, Netflix produced this, mm-hmm. and Netflix is trying to get Oscar nominations. Like, remember last year, it was The Irishman. Mm, was remember true. the half of The Irishman that you watched before you fell asleep? <laughs> when I got up and left the room and took a you nap. You got up, left the room, fell asleep, got up. Took a shower, made a meal, and it was still playing. Remember the Irishman? Yeah, that was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so they're trying to get Oscars. I think this was one of their big swings. Uh, I think they have some other stuff which we haven't seen yet. I don't think it's going to get Oscar content, but you know the prom was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. It was fine. You know, I'm not a worth huge musical guy, but uh, if you show me the very best musicals, I'll probably enjoy them if they're good. We should watch Rent. Yeah, we should watch Rent. We have a Rent Broadway production to watch. Oh. Where they film the Broadway, not the Rent movie, mm-hmm. but the cast doing it. Oh, okay. Yeah, we can watch that one night yeah. if you want. Anyway, so yeah, the prom is okay. It's just fine. Here's the thing that you'll actually hate people at home. Layla yes. hated it. I hated and it. And I love Meryl Streep. And you'll hate it. And it's Meryl Streep. And again, could this be an Oscar contender? It better not be. People thought it might have been, but I don't think it is. Let Them All Talk on HBO Max. So bad. Yeah, this one was not good. So basically Meryl Streep is an author. And she's trying to write another book. Trying to write another book, but she's going to like claim a prize Mm -hmm. in England somewhere. And she won't fly, so they take a cruise ship. They take the Queen Mary 2, which is the finest cruise ship in the world. And they get on that. She brings... Two friends she hasn't seen in, what, yes. 30 years? I'm trying to remember the actresses. Um, Candace Bergen. Candace Bergen. And Diane... Oh, yeah, Diane Weist. You're welcome. There you go. Good <laughs> memory over there, kiddo. <laughs> Diane Weist. So, you know, very hoity-toity. Yeah. Kind of. 
thing, and they get on this boat, and absolutely nothing happens. Nope. It's them sitting around at dinner. Yes. Maybe making plans. We thought this was going to be like three old ladies on a cruise ship having fun. Getting their grooves back. Yeah, kind of one of those. And it ended up being this really weird. Now, I read that they shot this in eight days with no script. That's... And it seems like it when you watch it. Yeah. When you said <laughs> that like, to me, that made sense. The actors can improvise. I'm like, they had nothing to fucking say. No. They need a goddamn script. Yeah. They're it like, oh, this was, this was like Hannah and her sisters, which is like this great Woody Allen movie. And I'm like, well, uh, Hannah and her sisters had a great Woody Allen script. This had nothing. And this is Steven Soderbergh, who's a well-known director and, and uh-huh. certainly a guy who's gotten his... Uh, Whose idea do you think it was to not have a script? Uh, I don't know. Because but you figure they made it in eight days. They probably just wanted to make this quickly. Okay, but and you Steven, still have somewhat of a script. They had a outline of a story. And look, here's the thing. You're going to watch this movie, as we did, and I'm... I'm this is a very, very minor spoiler. But again, don't even watch this. But if you do, just know that you're going to go, nothing happened, nothing happened, nothing happened, nothing happened, nothing happened. You'll look at your watch. You'll hit the button on your remote control. You'll see that there's four minutes and 45 seconds left in this movie. And then something happens. Something happens. <laughs> so it's like a lifetime movie. And then, and then that thing that happens is almost like... You kind of That's are expecting kind of a it. Dumb sort of I don't know if you're I don't know. What. I was expecting something like that to happen. At least I was like, well, at least you did something. <laughs> Give it some credit, but God, you wasted our well, however long this yeah. was. I feel like it was kind of a long movie. It was it felt long. I don't know how long it was. I could look it up, but it certainly was it felt long. And, you know, we were excited that, you know, it's Oscar season. Steven Soderbergh directs Meryl Streep and Diane Weist. On a cruise ship, these old ladies having fun. An hour and 53 minutes. Yeah, it was almost two hours, very long. And uh, let them all talk. Let them all skip this. That's yeah, my review. Skip yeah, it. Don't need to see this. But people will watch it anyway. People will go Steven Soderbergh, Meryl Streep. Yeah. Diane Weiss, click. No. Don't do it. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. All right. Now, we've got some documentaries. But I think we'll skip those and come back. I think we'll go to TV next. Well, come I back, only hit some have, docs. I only seen one of these. Yeah, that's why we'll skip them and come back. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Let's go to TV. You've seen all the TV stuff. Yeah. And like I said, one of the best TV shows of the year. Mm-hmm. The thing that came out recently since I've done the last show. And uh, I'm, I'm and we finished. Here, and we finished. It's on Prime Video. If you got that Amazon, if you're an Amazon Prime subscriber, you can get that by the month now. Did you know that? No. Yeah, you can get it by the month. Hmm. I think it's 10 bucks a month, so I think it's still cheaper to do that year thing. I don't know. The year my mine hit a couple weeks ago. Okay. And that you look at your bank account and go, whoa, 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 what the fuck? I had more. Oh, Amazon Prime. Uh, yeah. And then it's like, then I buy every Christmas gift on Amazon Prime. <laughs> and they all show up on time. And we order groceries. Yeah. So... It kind of works I guess out. I can't bitch about Amazon Prime because it's pretty good. But when it hits my account in December, I always yeah. go, yeah, that's a bad time. But that's just when I signed up. I probably signed up one year going for Christmas. I'm going to get all these Christmas gifts and I don't want to pay for shipping. Mm-hmm. But anyway, they're making TV shows and they're making good ones like The Wilds. That was really good. Yes. 
And I, I like I always say to you, I go, I pick shows that I think you're going to like, mm-hmm. that I hear are good, and sometimes I don't like them. But we both really like this show. We did. Mm-hmm. This show, Layla. Yes. You could say is YA. Yes. Young adult. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of teenage girls stuck on an island because a plane crashes. Yep. And they're on this island together. So it has sort of a uh, a uh, Hunger Games thing. A little bit. A little bit. A little mystery. All girls. Uh, they, but usually what, the, 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 what they do on this series is you see the flashbacks. I mean, they're stuck on this island. story. And then, you know, you don't really, you know, know these girls. Mm-hmm. So you see their real lives back home and all of their problems and stuff. Which it was is, done really well. It was done really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the island, look, they shot this in New Zealand. Ooh. And it looks amazing. Yeah, this beach that they're stuck that on in nice. all the wilderness. Um, there are places this goes that I won't go here because it really is one of those shows that uh, you could spoil for sure. Mm-hmm. So we won't spoil it other than to say you should watch this. Yeah. Because people go immediately Lord of the Flies. That's what people think. Have you ever seen Lord of the Flies or read? No. It's a book they made us read, I think, in like the seventh or eighth grade, Lord of the Flies. And um, so that was where a bunch of boys get stuck on an island, like school age boys. Oh, okay. And they have to like hunt animals and they end up like, they end up going wild. That's why I thought that maybe that's like, they end up like having rituals and they end up killing one of the other kids. Oh, geez. That's Lord of the Flies. Yeah. It gets like super dark. Yeah. There was a Simpsons episode where they parodied that where like the kids are at summer camp and like. I don't know, the parents end up leaving for some reason, and they all end up like having these rituals. It was very funny, Simpsons. But anyway, um, The Wilds is great. I didn't really know any of these actresses. Mm-mm. It's like eight young girls. Uh, yeah. Very good. Oh, yeah. And, you know, they have their types. There's and they the, all played it very well, yeah. too. There's the prom queen, and there's kind of the, the, uh, the real butchy girl yeah. who knows how the outdoors. And then there's, you know, the star athlete who was pushed to the brink. The bookworm. The bookworm. Yeah, it's good. The slutty girl. Yeah, it was good. You, you'll like this show. Mm-hmm. I mean, I look, if you like, you know, that every show ending in a cliffhanger, one of those, this, uh, this is it for you. I think it's really good. And it's got, um, again, I don't want to say too much. No, because that could ruin it. It could ruin it. And and you might be going, eh, I got theories. And we always, we, we were saying that to you. I got a theory. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, I got a theory. I think that girl was this and that, and this one had this. And, you know, it's great, though. It's really it good. Is. It's, really, it's good. really good. The Wilds, we watched that in like a week. Yeah, we watched it fast. We watched, I think, the last... Well, they were only... Were they half-hour shows? They were. I think they were off 48 minutes or oh, something. Okay. So they were basically hour shows. But we, we went through that in a week, which... I know some people can watch a show in a day, but I always find that not even enjoyable. Yeah. But I think we did watch the last four episodes in a night. We did. Because <laughs> we were into it. Yeah. Yeah, The Wilds was really good. And then, uh, again, the TV stuff's all really good. Uh, the, one of the shows that ended that we talked about last time, Murder on Middle Beach, which is a true crime mm-hmm. show on HBO Max, where it was so good. Uh, a, 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 it's a documentary about a woman that was killed on a beach. It's an unsolved murder, and her son is making the documentary to find the killer. Find the killer, and the suspects are the family members. Yeah. So it's like the son investigating his father and his sister and his aunt, and it was so. Oh, good. it was a great show. Yeah. And that also ends on a cliffhanger. Yes. And we may be more of this, but whoever that, I I, you know, I wish I had the names of who this guy was who made this, because it looks like it started as 
Because you see him, he's very young in some of the clips he's, making the movie. I didn't, it was like a college film yeah. that he sort of expanded. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's probably the best true crime thing of the year. I'm trying to think what else. so good. I mean, people say Tiger King was better than this. No. Or, you know, it was really no. good. McMillions was great and is probably as good as this. But yes. we love McMillions and we love this. This, this is a great show. Tiger King was like a joke compared to this. And, and McMillions was comedic because it was kind of a bunch of hillbillies yeah. and stuff. Uh, and mafia guys. Uh, but this one is really kind of emotional. Mm-hmm. You know, getting into what's, you know, it's sort of like, how fucked up is my family? And, and we, he knows they're a little fucked up. And he's a little fucked up. Yeah. And, and he's finding just how yeah, messed up yeah. the people in his family and in his life have been. Yeah. And he's finding things out he never knew. Yeah, and he sort of has to become this, research his whole family tree and yeah. what his mother was up to. And, you know, it's like the show starts and it's like my mother, the saint, yeah. was murdered. And then they get into the mother and they're like, she the mother was up to stuff. The dad was up to stuff. The sister was up to stuff. Everybody the was. Aunties and cousins and all these people were shady. And it's yeah. like, whoa. But they're all like, I mean, they lived on a golf course. Yeah. I mean, we're not talking like white trash people. This is... Connecticut, near the beach, on the golf course. Unbelievable story. Really great. People should watch this. And it's only like four episodes because sometimes that true crime stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, like nine hours can feel long. This is, I think it's four episodes. I think the final was 90 minutes. Yeah. But I think it's four hours, you know, three hours and then the 90 minute finale. Part of me wishes we would have saved it and just watched it all back to back. Well, that weekly was killing. Yeah, it's one of those shows that is on HBO Max, but is also on the regular HBO. Yeah. They put them out every week Mm -hmm. and then it's like, oh, well, it's killing you and you just want to watch them all. Mm -hmm. But now you can. Yeah. Now you got your HBO on demand or your HBO Max. You get them all in a row. We'll sit there, watch them all. Okay. And the next show, Mm -hmm. which is also an HBO Max show, HBO Max killing it this year. Aside from Let Them All Talk and Wonder Woman 84. (laughs) Those were maybe not my best shows, but hey, HBO Max has been great. And The Flight Attendant came out, Mm -hmm. which I think we talked about with Kaylee Cuoco. I think we talked about on the last show. Uh, But they wrapped up. Now, they did this now because that is not on the actual HBO. Right. It's just on Max. Just on Max. And the way that released that was like three episodes the first week and then two episodes the next week and then two. So they kind of rolled it out. A little bit. In a shorter amount of, you know, 10 episodes in four weeks instead of 10 weeks. Which was nice. Which was nice because you could sit down and watch two in a night if you wanted to. Mm -hmm. Uh, That ended and that was real good, right? It was, yeah. Yeah. Not super serious, you know? No, but enough to where... Yeah, it was very suspenseful. Yeah. uh, But also kind of goofy. You know, I, I keep reading articles about how dumb the characters were in The Flight Attendant, and that's absolutely true. Oh, for sure. This movie does not hold, this TV show does not hold up to... A lot of critical thought no. about well, what would I have done if this if I wake up next to a dead body, what do I do? Because what you would do is not at all what any of these characters do in this no. show, what Kaylee mm-hmm. Cuoco does. But the acting was good. It was funny at times. Uh, it definitely has its twists and uh, they were good. Yeah, I might have called one of them in advance. Did I not? No. <laughs> no. We no. both called it when what? when it started to happen. Yeah, but I was... We didn't you were not thinking two episodes before that this is what this was gonna happen. No, I as it happened, you called it. <laughs> well, here's my point. 
<laughs> what are you going to say it? My my point is that I was right. Of course. <laughs> about what was happening. Mm-hmm. But what can I tell you? Layla's not going to give me any credit, so there we go. No credit. Nope. Never. None at all. Layla give me none. No credit. But that's okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, so I give you credit. Give me a little it. bit of credit. A little bit. A little bit, a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so that was, yeah, the flight attendant. Watch that. And then the Mandalorian on Disney Plus ended. Yeah. Which a lot of talk about that. And uh, we liked the Mandalorian. Uh, Layla l- watches Star Wars, but doesn't consider herself a big fan of it, I wouldn't say. Yeah, it's not like I can remember what's what, when, from where. And, and I think the more you know about Star Wars, the more the Mandalorian Makes tries sense. to reward that. Although I think if I have a complaint about this season of The Mandalorian was that it was too much fan service. Meaning it was like, hey, here's that thing from the movie you liked before. Oh. We're going to show you that. And some of those you didn't get and no. I would have to explain them to you. But I felt like the first season was doing a good job of creating its own heroes, creating its own world. Making it its own show. And this one sort of leans on especially, you know, Mm-hmm. The original Star Wars trilogy. Yeah. As far as its locations and its characters and, you know, there's big, uh, well, I'm not going to ruin this one, but there are major Star Wars figures, mm-hmm. uh, characters that have, were in movies and, you know, have come back in this show, which were surprising. And uh, for me, generally not surprising because by the time we would watch The Mandalorian every week, you got it there were so many spoilers on the internet that you couldn't avoid. So I was sort of spoiled that way. See, I don't follow that stuff. And yeah, okay. So I don't get spoils. Um, spoilers. Spoils. Spoilers. Spoiler. Spoilers. Anyway. Are you trying to rap? Okay, I'm having a stroke. Why are you not helping me? <laughs> it's the vaccine. It's kicking in. I think it's you trying to rap. <laughs> well. What, 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 what you saying, Layla? Please don't. I will not do that. <laughs> I think he's having a side effect of the vaccine. He thinks it can wrap. <laughs> you have to withdraw the vaccine. Yeah. My boyfriend's rapping. <laughs> what has happened? <laughs> Somebody help me. <laughs> so the Mandalorian's real good. Yeah, it was good. I mean, it was, it was I, you know, look, I like it. I And I always, I do marvel at this going, you know, as a kid going, Here's a here's a TV show that comes out every week for whatever I pay for Disney Plus for eight bucks or whatever. Yeah. And it looks like a Star Wars movie every week. Yeah, it does. And I go, that's amazing. And from when I was a kid, I would be like, oh, my God, Mm -hmm. to give me what is a Star Wars movie every week in my, you know, it was cool. And then so good for them. Yeah. I'm glad they're doing that now. And then, of course, they're going to make. Uh, little, Don't spoil it. Well, they are making. I'll just say this, and they've announced it. Otherwise, they oh. are making more Star Wars episodic TV shows. And at one point, you turned to me and you said, "I ain't watching that show." <laughs> <laughs> so Layla and the Mandalorian, probably because of the baby, that is your thing. But uh, well, and because I don't really get all the dynamics and who all these characters. Yeah, are. yeah. So to keep watching more and more spin-offs, yeah, it, it, be... it may water it down a little bit. But I think the idea is that, you know, one will be on in so, the spring and then in the fall you'll get new Mandalorian and then in the summer you'll get a new of this. And mm-hmm. so they'll sign it be like one running all the time, but it won't be. So I don't That's know. It's a lot. It is a lot. And I, you know, I'm a Star Wars guy. I'll check, check it out. But I'm sure you will. Uh, I like the Mandalorian. I, I thought it was a good show. Most people did. And uh I'm I'm uh, happy with how they did it. You know, it was nice. Bill Burr. Yes. 
I mean, come on. Star Wars or Bill Burr. That's the greatest. Somebody wrote, I think it was the Wick, whatever his character is called in this, because he was on the first season and he's in an episode of the second season. So they write like a, a wiki, you mm-hmm. know, like fans set up a thing for yeah. Star Wars characters. Right. And they said home planet and it said Space Boston. Space Boston? <laughs> You know, because he has such a thick Boston accent, Bill Burr, oh. that where is this character's home planet? And it's Space, Space Boston. Boston. Yeah, I thought that was cute. So, yeah, watch The Mandalorian if you're a geek like I am for Star Wars. Mm-hmm. It's good. Uh, and let's move on to, okay, we have documentaries, and then we're done with you. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of rude. <laughs> we're done for the show. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I got to edit it together. You do. And then you won't be around for that. Nope. That's all the hard work that I do. Yeah later uh the man <laughs> so we watched some documentaries and i think uh at least one of them here this first one we'll talk about yeah, it, it would be an oscar watch. contender i don't know if it qua- you know some of these documentaries now have such weird structures and you know there's stuff that is acted out anyway um and it's got a weird title it's on netflix it actually came out over the summer but as i was reading about what might be an oscar contender I said, we need to watch this finally dick johnson is dead mm-hmm. weird title when you look on Netflix, you're going to see this weird graphic of an old man crushed by an air conditioner. Yeah. And you're going to go, what the fuck is this weird movie? And it is it, a weird movie. It is very weird. <laughs> I personally would not have been able to do something like this. Oh, to make it or to be part of it? Both. Yeah. So this woman, I think her name is Kirsten Johnson or Kristen Johnson. I, can't I think it's remember. Kirsten. Is it, it was, Kirsten? I think it was different. Is Kristen Johnson the actress from Third Rock from the Sun? Yeah. Maybe. But anyway, she's a filmmaker and uh, her father, Dick Johnson, is old and he's starting to lose his faculties a little bit. He's, mm-hmm. uh, he's a therapist. He's a shrink in yeah. Seattle. And, uh, you know, she has children and you see grandpa hanging out with him and all that stuff and it's nice but grandpa's not as sharp as he used to be and he needs to retire and her idea is well she'll move grandpa back to she'll move her dad to new york city with her so she can be with him full time and of course he uh you know isn't doing well and she realizes that he's going to pass away at some point and how does she deal with the grief of him passing away and how she does it is she makes movies of diff- can, I, can I say Yeah, that? go ahead. Of different ways that he could die. Yes. And it's always him ending in death. Yes. So you see him falling down the stairs. You see him walking down the street. And what happens when he... I, I forget um, the different scenarios. air conditioner fell on him. He was hit by a 4 by 4 Yeah. He was hit by a car. Yeah. It was... All kinds of wacky ways yeah. in which your father passes away yeah and of course he's in these and then they you see they cut to a stunt double yeah and they show you all this in the movie mm-hmm. and uh you know at one point they see him like they show him calling into a casket for some shots yep. uh, you know it, it was just unbelievable and it makes you and you know of course they track their whole history and yeah. how he met her mother and all that stuff and so i liked most of it it yes. was very hard for me to watch well it's hard because it is about grief and it is about mm-hmm. you know Watching a parent die and, and get old. And, uh, you know, I, I've certainly been through that. Right. And you've been through that with Grant. Your parents are not all that old. But uh, you know, Dick Johnson, I think, is 88 in this movie yeah. or something like that. Um, yeah, it, it, it definitely uh, hits you. Yeah. You know, by the end of this. And some of it is the filmmakers kind of faking you out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you were crying by the end when I said something made you cry. Yeah. Dick Johnson is dead made you cry. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I really liked it. I mean, I thought this was a very well done, emotional, weird concept for a movie. You know, because they show Dick Johnson in heaven and they have this set with all of these. Like dance numbers. Yeah, dance numbers with people wearing Dick Johnson's face. And and, her mom's face. Yeah, and they're doing these dance routines. So it's very weird. Very well done. It's on Netflix. Uh, I think you should watch it. It's, uh, you might cry, you know. It's definitely not, uh, probably not a date movie. But, um. No. But I enjoyed it a lot. I thought Dick Johnson is Dead was really good. I think I looked at you at one point and said, why are we watching this Because <laughs> I was just bawling my eyes. Yeah, it, was, it made you sad yeah. in a way that it makes you sad. I thought like it made you sad, but then it brings you up again. So it's a roller coaster, it's a roller, of, roller coaster of emotions. Which, you know, women love that. No. <laughs> do you like when I'm on a roller coaster of emotions? I don't know. I don't think you do. If you're dating me, I think that's what you get is a roller coaster of emotions. No, stop it. Someday. So anyway, Dick Johnson is dead was good. Watch it. You'll like it. I think. If you you know, if you like something that's a little different. It's not Wonder Woman. No. No, it's not it's, it's not good. it's worth watching. And you know what, when you talk about life and death and and uh, life affirming and making you feel good about being alive. This versus soul, it's not even a contest. No. Dick Johnson is dead. Make you feel good. Now, look, you're not going to take your eight-year-old and sit him down in front of Dick Johnson is dead. No. Like you might with this no, Pixar no. movie. But Dick Johnson is dead is great. And soul was not. All right. Let's move on. Okay. Because these are documentaries you didn't see. I did not. But people, people should watch these. These are cool. Uh, there's a major documentary about the Bee Gees called How Can You Mend a Broken Heart? The story of the brothers Gibb, Barry, Robin, Morris, the okay. Gibb brothers. They, so they, the, the, the Gibbs were, uh, they came out of, they were English, but they came out of Australia. And they were like kind of the Beatles. You know, they were like the really are. good singers yeah. and, you know, they kind of came out that way. And then, uh, you know, three brothers. And, of course, there was little rivalries among the brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's only one uh, BG left. Oh. That's Barry. So you see Barry interviewed from his giant home in Miami, okay. which looks amazing. I bet. And uh, Barry uh, tells the story. And, you know, there's interviews with the other brothers, uh, you know, from when they were alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, of course, the 70s became... The hugest disco stars in the world. Yeah. And that was really one of the best parts of the movie, I thought, was the disco stuff. Because they took a lot of shit. And disco took a lot of shit. Yeah. And they show... And now, granted, like, they're sort of... The premise of the movie was that, as far as the disco went, that they deserved... They they were innovative with the disco stuff. Like, they were making really good records. Um, But disco got watered down. You know, everybody was making disco records to cash in. And so there's this whole anti-disco movement. Disco sucks. Mm. And there was a DJ in Chicago named Steve Dahl. He was the original shock jock, one of them. Steve Dahl. And he hated disco. He was this rock and roll DJ, and he was all loud and shit. I don't know if Steve Dahl's still around or not. He was on in Detroit here for a little bit, like the 2000s. But anyway, so Steve Dahl said, we're going to blow up records. Oh, we're going to go to the Chicago White Sox game. Mm-hmm. And you get in for like a uh, dollar five because their, their station was like 105.1 or something. 
So you get into the Chicago White Sox doubleheader for a dollar five. Wow. It was against the Detroit Tigers, actually. So in Chicago, Detroit Tigers, Comiskey Park. You get in for a dollar five, and you bring a disco record, and they're going to blow them up in center field. In at, you know, between games. Mm -hmm. And the fans in Chicago got so drunk and wanted to blow up these disco records so much Mm -hmm. that when Steve Dahl went out there and, like, pushed the thing down to blow up the disco records, all these drunken fans ran onto the field and, like, destroyed the stadium. Oh, my gosh. And the the Tigers forfeited the second game of the doubleheader. Well, yeah. Because the field was being destroyed. So it was, anyway, it was... uh, and, and, you know, one of the points of that, because one of the guys there uh, was an usher mm-hmm. and this black guy. He was a young guy at the time. And he said, you know, people were bringing Stevie Wonder records and they were bringing, you know, soul records. That's not. They weren't disco. No. And his point was like, you know, and a lot of the point was like disco was embraced by uh, people of color mm-hmm. and it was embraced by gay people. You know, it was in gay discos. And you yeah. see that, you know, they tell a story in there. And they're like, so really this anti-disco movement led by this loud ass white guy was really just anti gay and racist. Right. And you don't have to like the music, but the Bee Gees were on the receiving end of yeah. all of this hatred that they really didn't deserve. Right. That's the premise of the movie. Although I will tell you, when you see the movie mm-hmm. and you see the Bee Gees in the sixties and they're like the Beatles and they're kinda cool, and then it's nineteen seventy seven and their shirts are buttoned down to their navels and they've got giant gold chains and their hair is all feathered back, you go, Yeah, I hate these motherfuckers. <laughs> So I do remember being a kid in the 70s and people. And the other thing, and this never came up. I mean, they do talk about how they came up with the falsetto singing, you know, the real high pitched, you know, Mm -hmm. you know how the Beatles. Should I do a Bee Gees falsetto? No. Okay. (laughs) Tragedy. Oh, my God. You know, but I was a kid and I remember, I think, saying to my mom or something and I go, who are these ladies singing? And she was like, they're not ladies, they're men. They're the Bee Gees. Mm-hmm. But I thought they were ladies. Right. So as a kid, I was like, these ladies, these men sing like ladies. What's up with that? I mean, you have to remember, I'm like seven, eight years old. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, those are the Bee Gees. And I was like, oh, okay. And so, yeah. And I was too young to see Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. Because that came out in 77 or 76. Yeah, you were still a child. And I was too young. I did see Grease, Mm -hmm. which uh, came out. That was sort of the next Travolta movie. I love Grease. Yeah, Grease is good. We watched Grease recently together. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but yeah, Saturday Night Fever, you know, which they got on the soundtrack for that and became the biggest selling album of all time at the time. I I didn't see that until I was like a teenager or whatever. But, you know, uh, now when I listen to Saturday Night Fever soundtrack, I think it's great. And I do think that their their version of disco was actually really good. Yeah. Yeah, I thought they did a good job with it. And uh, the documentary is very good. They do leave some stuff out. Like, do they sing like ladies? That was the thing I liked, would have liked to have seen in there. They also did a remake of, well, not a remake. They made a movie called Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, which was a Beatles album. Mm-hmm. And for the movie, they got the three Bee Gees and Peter Frampton to play the Beatles oh. in the 70s. And it's considered one of the worst movies ever. Ooh. It's a musical. Oh. You know, they sing all the... But, yeah. you know, the Beatles, they're singing all these Beatles songs, but they're not the Beatles or the Bee Gees. Mm-hmm. And I believe, like, I'm trying to remember who all sang. And I know Steve Martin, I think, sings one of the songs. It's oh, geez. a very weird, like, very 70s thing. 
Um, and it's considered one of the worst movies of all time and a giant bomb. And one of the reasons their careers were in the toilet. That's never brought up in this documentary. So well, yeah. they sort of picked and chose what they wanted of the Bee Gees. And if, you know, the brothers died and then they had their brother, Andy, who wasn't a Bee Gee. Yeah. But he was the teen. He was the big teen idol in the 70s and oh. the early 80s. Andy Gibb. He kind of sang like them. And, you know, they would do the music for Andy and he would sing it. And sometimes Andy would go to their concerts. But he was like the little brother BG, okay. you know, who wasn't in the band. He was like the hottest teen star of all time. Mm-hmm. And he like died young from cocaine and stuff. Aww. So it's sad. Um, but I enjoyed it. You know, if you like, look, I like a rock and roll documentary. You do. And again, I think if you don't know about the Bee Gees music outside of disco, mm-hmm. because they invented that. Tragedy, you know the the the. I'm the last time I'm doing the falsetto. I promise, but the falsetto thing, they did a whole, you know, a decade of music before that. Yeah, which is all really good. It's kind of rock and roll with a little bit of folk in it. It's nice. nice. Um, and so yeah, the Bee Gees are a good group. So, um, you'll see their whole story, and, and that's on HBO Max, and it's okay. good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I also watched. Now this is a weird. Again, we talked about Dick Johnson is dead, sort of blurring the line of documentary. Bloody Nose, Empty Pockets, which I described this movie for you. Yeah, you said there's no bloody <laughs> nose or empty pockets. I think there's I think there's probably empty pockets, even though it's not literally shown in the movie. So imagine this. Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh, yeah. Okay, this one. Las Vegas, Nevada. There's a dive bar on the edge of town where the only the most drunken inhabitants hang out. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of an old man bar. And it's their last day. They're closing for good. And what would we do if we put cameras in there and just followed bar opens at 11 a.m., closes at 4.30 a.m.? Let's follow this whole day. I I might have the hours wrong, but they show you in the movie. Mm -hmm. What happens if we just put cameras in this bar and shoot everything that happens on the last day of this drunken watering hole? That sounds kind of boring. Well, I'll tell you, I'm watching this thing and, you know, it's a documentary, so it's 95 minutes, maybe tops. And I'm about a half hour in and I'm going... Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's like, yeah, you got the old guy with the white hair, and then there's the guy with the afro, and there's the bartender who plays the guitar, and you have these characters, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, and then at some point, the night bartender comes in, and that's a woman, and she's got a teenage son who is drinking beer with his, his friends in the alley. So you have these sort of stories, and they sort of interweave. Okay. And you see, you know... There's different things come on the television and they're all watching Jeopardy at one point. They're all it's like hanging out at a bar. Yeah. With a bunch of drunks. Okay. Uh and you see the same people that were there at eleven AM. They're there at four AM. Oh jeez. And they've been drinking all day. And there's other drugs that get done. I'm not gonna spoil it. Other Yeah, what? drugs. Oh. Yeah. And it gets great. And you see them watching TV and then songs come on the jukebox and that's kind of part of the story, too, is, you know, they start singing along to stuff and sort of this. It's I will tell you, there were a couple times in this. I laughed more than maybe any other movie this year. Wow. And I was like, wow, these people are nuts. That's really what you take away from this is like these people, are alcoholics, and they're absolutely out of their minds. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if I'd want to watch that. Uh, by the end, I was really, really, really into this movie. Oh. And at the end of it, I was like, I can't believe this movie. This is unbelievable what they just showed me. Mm-hmm. Are you going to ruin it for people? I don't know. What, how, what, how do I handle this? Let me just put it to you this way. When you've seen Bloody Nose, Empty Pockets, which I believe you need to rent. Hopefully it goes on a streaming service. I rented it, but, uh, you know, I rented it. Um, 
if you want to see it, hopefully it'll be on a streaming service that everybody can watch this. Yeah. Uh, 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 Google this movie and how it was made, and you'll get some stories from IndieWire and some uh, the New York Times and stuff that tell you how the it's two brothers who made this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they'll tell you all about the production of it. And it's pretty amazing. It's almost as amazing as the movie itself. Um, but again, again, literally, if you want to hang out and believe me, there's bars that I, I lived in Hamtramck, Michigan for many years. Yeah, That's where these bars exist, you know, even a little bit. Uh, Ferndale's got those, too, where we live. Does it? Oh, yeah. Danny's Irish Pub on Woodward. I've never been there. Yeah, it's a dive. Oh, is it? Sneakers on Woodward. Oh. Kind of a dive. Um, Have I been to Sneakers? I don't know if you've been to Sneakers. I don't think we've been there together. Mm. We don't really go to bars much. No, we don't. Yeah. Uh, but if you've been to, you know, when I was in New York City, there were certainly dive bars that I hung out at when I was in college. So uh, you definitely get a feel for all of those people. It really hits home. And this boy, this feels so real. Um, it, it's cool. I, look, you got to have a little, like, not unlike Dick Johnson is dead. You got to be ready for something different if you're watching this. But I almost want to watch this one again. Knowing what I know now and having seen it once, it was that cool. And then finally, uh, in document, and Layla did not watch that with me. No. You were fast asleep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the there's, fu- there's a common theme here. <laughs> Which is? I like my sleep. You like your sleep. Like you fall asleep, sleep. you sleep, you get up. Yeah. Uh, Kingdom of Silence was on Showtime recently. This is a documentary about the murder of Jamal Khashoggi. You might remember this story. I don't he was know. a he was a reporter in Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. and he criticized the king and the royal family, and he ended up having to leave Saudi Arabia because he was disillusioned with them, and he moved to the United States. No, then he figured out if he lived in Turkey, so he was a big star. He was like a guy that you'd see on like CNN. Okay. But in Saudi Arabia, if that makes sense. Okay. It's so like that big of a star, like, I don't know if you want to say Anderson Cooper or whoever. You know, imagine a TV star or journalist of that yeah. note, but in Saudi Arabia. Okay. He moved to the United States. He wasn't really enjoying it, uh, but he had an apartment. He had a wife over here. Then he found out that Turkey had lots of people that left Saudi Arabia. So he could live amongst his people in Turkey. So he moved to Turkey to hang out with Saudi Arabia people, you know, Saudis. Well, it turns out he had another, he had some girlfriend in Turkey. But that's not the point of the movie. But here's the point. Uh, They call him into, they said, uh, you know, we'd like to have this meeting with you at the embassy in Turkey. Oh, boy. The Saudi embassy. He said, come and talk to us. Saudi embassy. Guy goes to the Saudi embassy, never comes out. Oh. Yeah, they killed him, chopped up his body. Yeah. And they covered it up. And when people started investigating this, yeah. uh, they said, oh, well, I don't know. They're like, oh, here's uh, surveillance footage of him walking out of the embassy. And they show you this in the movie. And the surveillance footage is they took a guy, put him in his clothes. Wow. His shoes didn't fit. He's walking down the street in his socks. Wow. With a fake beard on, pretending to be Jamal Khashoggi. Oh my God! And they did find transcripts of a phone call uh, that they had with uh, people in Saudi Arabia. Hey, he's here. What do we do? Okay, do this. Wow. Out. Is he going to bleed a lot when we start 
when we use the saw on them. Oh my god! It's 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 it's, it's crazy. And then of course you know lots and lots of people because Saudi Arabia has been recently with the new. Uh, there's a, a one of the princes. I forget who is the crown prince of Saudi Arabia. So like the, the king's son, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, is trying to expand Saudi Arabia. They want all this American money to come in. Oh. They want uh, to invest in TV shows. I think it was rumored he dated Kim Kardashian or something, this crown prince at one point. Um, and also very controversy, WWE was running shows in Saudi Arabia. Oh. Because they said, we'll give you $50 million to come run a WWE show. So they ran all these shows in Saudi Arabia in these giant stadiums mm-hmm. for you know, 50,000 people, whatever, you know, 50 million bucks. Wow. Uh, and then when this guy was killed, all of these people that were, you know, they were trying to get all these tourists and come to Saudi Arabia mm-hmm. were like, fuck you. All these American companies cut off ties with these Saudis. Of course. And it's not in the documentary. It's just no. side. Right. But uh, WWE had a show scheduled to go on. And guess what WWE did? They went on. They went on and did the show. Wow. Yeah. So that's sleazy too. That's not in the documentary. Yeah. But you do see that. You know, Trump mm-hmm. uh, was very, very close to these Saudis. Oh. The crown prince would be at the Oval Office hanging out. You see lots of footage of that. Wow. Um, Trump, when asked, said, you know, that they, they had all this thing where the Saudis were going to give us money for stuff. They were investing in American companies. And the press would ask Donald Trump, they said, you know, shouldn't we be cutting off ties based upon the murder of Jamal Khashoggi? And Trump that. said, I'm not going to ruin our relationship over one guy. Literally a quote from Donald Trump. So very sleazy shit that was going on in Saudi Arabia. Should really upset you. Um, I certainly was. I knew the story. I didn't know there was that transcript of the murder. I mean, I knew about, obviously, I follow wrestling, so the whole WWE thing. But yeah, it's it's real bad, and it hasn't really gotten any better. And uh, I don't know, you know, WWE's thing is, will they go back? Probably. when, When COVID's over, I don't know. But that's that's like a big, big hunk of their yearly revenue is this Saudi Arabia show. Um, and, you know, Trump is obviously it ethical for them to be doing that. Well, well yeah. And 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 should our government be like, hey, fuck you guys. Right. Which we haven't done. And now that we're getting a new president next month, maybe they will. Maybe that will. And, and we don't know. Uh, should these people be brought to trial, which they have not been? Mm-hmm. Um, should they be turned over to uh, an international court? Uh, for killing Jamal Khashoggi. It's it's a whole sad thing. You see his wife interviewed, and it's it's just... Uh, it's, it's very, very sad. Yeah. And as an addendum to this, there's another documentary coming out about this story. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, and, and that story, when I was reading about this, it's coming out, I think, uh, in a couple of weeks. The, the guy said uh, that made it, he had made a movie called Icarus, which was on Netflix, which was very good, a documentary about the Olympic doping scandal. He said... Um, you know, I shopped this movie to streaming services and no one wanted it. Oh. And he said, no, so this is a, this one was on Showtime. But I forget the name of the next one that's coming mm-hmm. out. I think it's called The Dissident, actually. Okay. Uh, and The Dissident, and he said, no one would buy The Dissident. You know, mm. he said Netflix took Icarus. I think Icarus won the Oscar for Best Documentary. So Netflix wouldn't touch it. So people are afraid of Saudi Arabia. 
Yeah. That's what we're learning mm-hmm. through all of these. So anyway, if you get a chance to see Kingdom of Silence, I'm sure uh, the dissident will be really good when I get a chance to see that. But it's a very sad story. And uh, again, you were asleep. Yes. <laughs> I don't like this. I Yeah, those would those make you times, feel bad. Those are hard yeah. for me to watch. I'm not sure I slept well the night I watched that. Yeah. But I thought it was important to watch. And I knew the story. And I said, okay, that's an important story. And mm-hmm. I should watch that. So anyway. All right. I think we're done. Okay. Movies and TV. All right. Wrapping it up. Wrapping up 2020. Yeah, we're going to spend TV. our first New Year's together. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to work at the club this yeah. year. Hooray! No comedy, no clubs. Hey! We get to hang out. That'll be fun. We'll have a nice time. I just, I didn't mean it like that. I know, I know. But that is the, that is the thing for comedians. It's like, yeah. New Year's Eve is like your biggest night of the year. Right. Because normally whatever you would get to be performing comedy on New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. you'd get like double the amount. Wow. For your New Year's Eve shows, you know. And, it's you know, so night. that's a big night for comics and big night for Comedy Castle, of course, which yeah. we're not able to run. We're, we're hoping to open uh, January 15th. Yeah. So we'll see. But, uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, but happy 2021 to everybody. Happy New yes, Year. Happy New Year. Hope you had a great Christmas, Hanukkah and whatever. Happy and, uh, holidays. We'll catch you soon. And Layla, thank you. I'm going to wrap it up here. You're welcome. I won't be back. You. <laughs> <laughs> for final appearance on the show. No, you'll be back. You'll be back. I will be back. You'll be back. Layla, thank you. You're welcome. Layla, thank you. You're welcome. Bye. 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 All right. So let's wrap it up here. Thanks again to Steve Miller, the great journalist, for joining me, talking about getting that vaccine, which I got, and I feel pretty good after getting and you need to get it and do the right thing. Don't be an idiot. Don't be a jerk. Get the vaccine. It's not going to hurt you. It's going to help me get back to my job, help lots of people go back to work, stop the people you love from getting sick or possibly dying. Too much. Too much bullshit in the world, man. Lost a guy. Bobby Bain. Lost Bobby Bain. Funny comedian locally. Bobby Bain passed away. It's too bad. All this stuff going on. Get the vaccine. Come on, people. Don't be stupid. All right. Layla, thank you. Steve, thank you. Thanks, you all, for listening. And, you know, Happy New Year. It's going to be 2021, probably by the time a lot of you hear this. And uh, let's hope it's better. I, I don't know that the universe knows that it's 2021. But we can make 2021 better by getting the vaccine. Get the COVID vaccine when you have a shot, folks. It really wasn't a big deal. And, uh... You know, I, I put myself out there, and you will have the feeling that I have that it is a better place being vaccinated from COVID. Uh, it is a better place that we all can live in. Happy New Year. Happy 2021. I'm out. We'll catch you in 2020. One, Joel Radio. See you then, everybody. Bye-bye.